In three, two, one, and we're live. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? What we've got here is failure to communicate. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. Why so serious? I am serious. I don't call me sure. What's up, everybody? It's Friday night. You know what that means. It's the dads that drink. We're back in your ear holes. Once again, we've crawled inside, looked around, saw there wasn't much there, so we thought we'd stick around for a while. Tonight, we bring on our sponsor, the owner, the proprietor, the man himself, Ryan King of Quest Outdoors. He has gone into this business 20 years ago, grown it to what it is, and we think that you're going to be really happy with what we brought you tonight. He's got all kinds of products to show you guys. We're going to talk about the website, and we're going to go from there. So let's welcome him into the show. Hello, Cheers. Ryan. <laughs> How are y'all doing? We are excellent. How are you, sir? Uh, if there's any better, it'd be three of me. <laughs> 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 so, uh, we've already prepared everyone. We told them tonight, just be ready. It could be all over the place. We're not sure, but we, <laughs> we think it could be all over the place. So, let's get into this and let's talk about this venture. We want to talk about how you got into it, how you got started, and, and kind of what your vision was when you got going with this. Because the company, if we're not mistaken, has been around for 40 years, correct? That is correct. It's been around. You bought into it 20 years ago. As, as 19, 19 okay. years ago. And so I you tried to buy it. into it in 1996, but he really? wouldn't even answer my, yeah. And he didn't even answer my phone call. But when he got hard up after nine 11, he was, he, uh, he, he answered my phone call. So you took advantage of, so you took advantage of him. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of the way it went, you know, so I mean, <laughs> capitalism it worked baby, out. It worked out. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it was it's uh, it's been a long, strange trip. <laughs> and so, when you bought it, what was your what were your plans? What was your idea for the future of this company? Well, you know, I was uh, what was I twenty nine? Um, I was just uh, 29, 30, 30, 29 or thirty. I can't remember. Um, I just got in, and it was like uh, uh, I was I, I was a customer forever. Um, since the eighties, um, I, I, I used all the products, everything. I just loved the store. Um, I thought I wanted to, you know, it, it was a Louisville institution. I wanted to, uh, be part of it. And, uh, I thought I, I would make a go of it. The original location, I actually love fly fishing too. So they had a fly shop in the back and it's, it's kind of a convoluted mess of the story. I, uh, I, originally I was, you know, he wasn't interested, but the fly shop behind it, which used to be part of it was selling out. 
Well, we couldn't reach an agreement. So he goes, what? Uh, and I said, well, what about you? Are you, uh, are you interested in selling? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and I go, and, but we couldn't come to an agreement. He wanted a lot of money and I was, you know, 29 or 30, didn't have a lot of money. So he goes, we came to this agreement. He said, Hey, why don't you start your own store and I'll help you. And he was kind of, he was kind of sliding out and he was not doing so good at the time. And I said, why don't I just call it quest outdoors and pay you a royalty? And he goes, yes. So hmm. that's how it, and it ended up being kind of like a, it wasn't really a franchise. It was like a partnership. Um, and then in 2010, I, I bought the whole shoot match. So, now, so, was, so Ryan, what were you doing before this endeavor and this journey <laughs> of Quest Outdoor? And by the way, I do remember you. I think I was at the 1994 Louisville Kentucky Derby or the Kentucky Derby. I was on the infield that day, but anyway, you go ahead. <laughs> you you weren't on, you weren't in the police uh, uh, there, were you? <laughs> Well, I, 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 Ooh, I that's think, right. I, I think, yeah, I think he more remembers uh, the striptease act that you did. Oh, right. Well, lots of people do. I may mean, have fans still, but the uh, yeah, that was my first incarceration. <laughs> 19, 19 years old. So, you know, it, hey, it paid well. I mean, there was a class action settlement, you know, uh, $600 for a 19 year old kid. That was a lot of money back then. So the horses paid off for you that day. Yeah, they did. I, I, you know, I still don't know if I won any of my bets because I was literally chained to the fence on the outside. So, but it's okay. You know, yeah, I, I, it was a good way of working that way. That in, Jeff. I wasn't sure how you were going to do that. Well, listen, we had a meeting after we met with you the other night to talk about this, and. and and we were unsure. We were like, mm, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think it'll be funny. So let's let's go ahead and do it. Oh, yeah, no. Well, the whole city of Louisville knew about it, including people I didn't want to know about it because I was the only one who wore a tie to my arraignment the next day. <laughs> so they, they put me on a camera. I looked like it was like, uh, you know, I, I looked like a, a young Republican, you know. <laughs> you know, like they, they put me on there. So they thought they put me on camera and said, spokesman for people arrested at Derby and everyone's grandmother, <laughs> everyone's parents. Oh, it was terrible. And uh, so, yeah, there was no secret. There's no hiding now. <laughs> so and my parents were at the Derby, by the oh, way. Oh, so nice. That was, that was even more nice. special. Did your mom wear one of those big hats that day? Always. They all, you, you have to. It's I don't, but I don't get that. Can you explain that to me? Because you're from that area. I don't it's, get it. Uh, it's, you know, it's just the old Southern you know, the church hat, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it gets, it's such a big deal here. And every year you have to have a new one. You can't wear the same one twice and it has to match your outfit. My wife would tell you all about this. She made hers two years in a row. So it's, it's a big deal. I, I don't know if I can explain it, but I can Cut confirm it. Southern, is a thing. <laughs> southern bougie. Uh, yes, it's totally sunny. You're outside, right? Yeah, it's very. It's usually hot as hell, or it's snowing. It's weird, or raining. <laughs> it's crazy so, now. So what you're saying is, it's one of the weather factors that we have that day. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. It is, it, but you know, you have to wear. Guys usually wear a hat too. They usually wear like the you know the uh, a straw hat of some sort with you know seersucker suit. 
bow tie, that kind of thing. It's it's it's, it's you know it's a it's a tradition. Now I haven't gone to the Derby as a a legitimate person. As a non-arrested infield, yeah, yeah. Like a, I've been to the Oaks. You know, the Oaks used to be the local race. Now it's become another tourist race. Now we have the Thurby, and the Thurby is the is the local race now. Uh, but yeah, the I you know I only was in the infield ever as a like with all the other scumbags like myself. <laughs> so it was it's a bunch of college kids and you know and people are having a, a lot more fun than the ones in the stand. <laughs> so, so why don't you kind of explain? what your store is all about because um i i think people have a misconception of what it is i think they think it's more of a bass pro shop thing like that but it's not it it, it follows another trend so if you can talk a little bit about what your store is and what you guys kind of specialize in well we specialize for everything from like lifestyle clothing i'm like wearing actually this is a texas brand i'm wearing right now howler brothers huge brand for us uh, Patagonia, like lifestyle clothing, Prana, all these really cool brands. But we, we're really known as a gear shop. I mean, a lot of people do the lifestyle clothing. We do our backpack wall is probably in our boot wall are like huge. Um, our climbing section, we do a lot of rock climbing. There's a lot of places to rock climb in Kentucky. You know, like they say, there's not a flat piece of ground or a straight road in the state of Kentucky. You know, it's uh, and we have we don't have giant mountains, but we have really, really interesting areas like the Red River Gorge that are world famous for multiple type of climbing. You know, you can sport climb, you can uh, trad climb. It's like all in one place. And um so we do a lot of that, a lot of backpacking. We have, you know, trails all around. Smoky Mountains are right there. Right. The gorge is right there. The big South Fork, uh, um, eight, the AT is not too far away. A lot of people, we send a lot of people down to AT. And, um, it, you know, we send a lot of people all over the world, really. And um, and we've been around for that whole time and and. and there weren't a lot of store stores like us back in the day. So it was, um, and it's really unusual that Kentucky has some of the oldest outdoor stores in the mm. nation, which is, you know, one in Bowling Green, uh, Nats outdoors. They're like, our, you know, we're like relatives. And then there's one in Lexington called J&H, also the same way. Um, they've been around for a long time. And, uh, so we uh it, it's amazing it's uh uh we have a loyal following i mean it, and it's and, and that has kept us going through times like these and recessions and and uh and mm -hmm. we had multi-generational customers like they were kids when they came in a lot of those kids work for us then they go do something else they have kids and then you know it's 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 kind of neat you know um, it's kept us alive, uh, but well, you, we also do a lot. We have fly fishing because I love that. You're wearing the hat right here. Um, no. And Jeff has got the original gangster, uh, the original. Uh, yeah, that's like the sticker uh, that we first had. Yeah. 
That's the the classic logo. I call it the eagle with the hoop. It's a cool. It's you know, I've got a very large head, not much brain, a lot of beef. <laughs> Yeah. And usually some of these mesh hats don't fit me as well. But, brother, this one's stretchy, just like I like my underwear. And, man, it, it's good stuff. Good-looking hat. It's cool. And, you know, quite frankly, when I'm not bouldering, you know what bouldering is, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. If I'm not bouldering, what do you have for people like me that just free solo these cliffs all the time? Is it oh my God. just some chalk or what? Yeah, we saw a lot of chalk. Is on the Bro, side. I walking. fell off a yeah. six foot ladder cutting a tree with a chainsaw in hand like three days oh, ago. We have we we have uh, we we have a policy where we cannot tell people how to rig their lines when we know they're just going up on a roof or a tree because you know it's like we actually don't even tell them what to do when they're climbing because it's like oh my god the you know, what, what, you know, the people are, are, uh, are going to fall and sue us. So we, we try to keep it, you know, uh, for, for lawsuit sake, but it's, uh, but we do sell all the equipment, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's incredible. And we have people who will talk to them about what they did. And some of our guys will take customers with them. And we have some amazing climbers. We have, we had one that just kind of moved to Asheville. Um, that is, he he's probably going to be famous. He's going to be really yeah. He's going to be the next guy that free solos. Um, and uh, his dad is a lawyer in town. And he also is a big climber. Um, he's going to be the next Alex Honnold. You know, so. man, those dudes have such crazy grip strength, man. Oh and, yeah, uh, pound for pound, just incredibly. Uh, strong and gifted. So, uh, you know, of course I watched that movie free solo and I was like, I was amazed. I mean, of course that's the, the very different end of a spectrum, right? You know, you, I, I know Alex Honnold really well. I mean, it's really? Kind of yeah. He, he came to our store and, uh, he did a presentation and he's really? not even the, he's not even problem. I mean, he is the most famous one now, but Greg Childs also did Mark Wilford, all these guys, uh, I mean, amazing climbers would come to our store, um, you know, uh, and do these presentations. He did one, and we rented out a concert hall, and and the guy was kind of skeptical. The guy uh, who, who owned the concert hall goes, how many people think are really going to come? I'm like, everyone's coming. And, like, literally, <laughs> it was standing room only. And there's Alex Honnold. He had the flu. He was he was not feeling well, but he pulled it off. You know, he's he did a great presentation. It was literally like probably a thousand people in oh, there. Wow. And this is probably rated for six hundred. You know, yeah. You know, fire marshals would have had a boom. Know. Another yeah. illegal act. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Statue of limitations is over on that uh, one. I don't think like you know that. I don't think you know that for sure. Uh, <laughs> he's there. Get, grab me. Uh, so we got a couple comments coming in about you, Jeff. Uh, someone says there's only one thing that you free solo. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I won't say who it is. I know who it is. I can see it on my screen. I won't say who it is. 
It's probably and my then, wife. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because here's the next part of this. I want you to finish the rest of the story of climbing up the ladder into the tree with a chainsaw. Well, appreciate that, honey. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Um, well, you know, I was getting this large shed delivered and I had to have like 16 feet of clearance and my large 20 foot extending ladder broke. So I just had the old rinky dink six foot ladder and I was literally on the top run, top of it. No one holding it. It says, do not step here. I don't know if you saw that, but it says that on those ladders. Well, I only had one foot on there. Okay. Uh, and granted, I did have knee surgery about a month ago, so I'm a beast, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so, um, you know, it's one of those deals where the chainsaw worked so efficient. I mean, it was brand new. I should have known. The 18th yeah. chainsaw. It cut through it like butter, and uh, I was kind of putting pressure against it, and I really didn't need to do that. So... Um, <laughs> Did you go with the chainsaw off the ladder? Yes, but <laughs> I I oh, did been there uh, done that. I I fumbled a lot when I played football. So I just did what I used to do. I just pushed the ball away or the chainsaw and fell on my side. So um yeah, it was quite human. <laughs> Midlife crisis, man. I'm about to be 45, and I tell you what. My my uh, body can't keep up with my mind anymore. It's, it's just, just the it, baby, man. I remember it's, 45. It's all out of whack, man. It's just, uh, yeah. It, I'm glad no one saw it. Or uh, that's always it because, the best thing is when no one sees uh, it. So. Fat guy falling off a ladder with a chainsaw would have made uh, would have made uh, some National good clickbait. So yeah. All right, so let's get to the meat of what we're here for. Yeah. We've joked around. We've looked at your arrest record. Uh, we've, we've got through a lot <laughs> you of You can probably we, look it up, though. We, Some of it's been we, expunged, Jeff. We, uh, we, <laughs> I mean, doesn't. We've, we've talked about Jeff's uh, accidents. So <laughs> we wanted you to bring on some products because we really want to talk about the website and some stuff about the store. So you have seven products tonight that you want to show well, us, Well, right? I have several. And uh, my wife insisted that I bring this for comedic relief. Okay, this well, let's one. see that first. Because, you know, uh, potassium is very important when you're <laughs> your backpack. So this is the banana wow. saver. Okay. And oh, the banana saver. Okay. Yeah, you put a banana in here and put it in your backpack. But, you know, all kinds of jokes. This is actually <laughs> one of the most popular things. I had never realized. Oh, I'm sure it is with the, yeah. with the swinger crowd. It's the most yeah, popular yeah. product you so, she said, oh, that would be great for the show. I said, well, I don't know. I don't even know if it's on the website, but you, you can get one. <laughs> it is, uh, it's good. So uh, so moving on. Oh, by the way, what are you all drinking <laughs> today? Uh, I have uh, the – it's this great company out of Waxahachie that uh, it's a real close town to us, and it's uh, called Texas 254 Whiskey, and I have it mixed with – Crown Royal. I found Crown Royal Cola at the store the other day. No, is this bro? Still you're around? trying to Someone get told me they're out. gone. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I got a 12 pack of Crown Royal, and it is the best. Uh, it's better than Pepsi, Coke, all that. Okay, yeah, I, we we had it's. It was made right near here. But well, listen, I'm, I'll send you one. Oh yeah, came out like RC RC Cola. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um. Wow. Uh. 
I'm drinking a Bush Light. Oh, okay. Keeping it classy. I like it. Keeping it classy. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, if, if I was going to take a step up, it'd be Natty Light. So Yeah, I know. That's what we lived on in college. So um, This I, is I what kinda... I was telling you about. This is the uh, Woodford Double Double Oat. Ooh, that's right. Hey, Jeff, yeah. ask him how much it costs. This is great. Watch. Ask him how, how much, much it costs. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes. I have no idea. Okay. Someone gave let me, it let me to predict. me. I'm going to say it's a $400. No, no, no. We're talking Pappy. Okay. That, this this is like $50 for a pint. Oh, okay. Uh, but you have to get it at the distiller. I didn't get it. A, a customer gave that to me. So it was like, while you were, it was uh, so smooth. While you were getting your internet fixed, I he brought it out and showed it to me. I said, how much does that cost? And he said... <laughs> I don't know. It's expensive. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cool brag. Yeah, well, it's expensive. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't pay that much for it. But I tell you what, let me give you a, a secret on the bourbon. Wellers. Have you found Wellers? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I drank that a lot in college, actually. Well, you know, that's really Pappy Van Winkle. Oh, really? Okay. It's made. It is. And it's for like $30 for a jug. It's like reject Pappy Van Winkle. Really? Yeah. So what do you mean by reject? Because everybody that I know that drinks bourbon, because I'm not a big bourbon guy. I mean, I'll drink it, but I'm not a big bourbon guy. But everyone that I talk to about bourbon always says Pappy Van Winkle. So well, what do you mean? Dollars. It's like they 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 make it and it doesn't meet their 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 tolerance uh, to be four hundred dollar a bottle of whiskey. So they they just it's all made in one big. It's made here. It's made in Barstown. Um, all bur all real bourbon is made here. So I'm glad that real bourbon. Yeah, yeah. It has it's like Man, this guy is in rare form tonight with the yeah. humble eggs. <laughs> so you know, it's like champagne has to be made in France, you know. Right. Like, yeah, it's like uh, otherwise it's sparkling wine. So uh oh, I did not know that. I just saw that. Eagle Rare is Pappy too. That's a good that's a good ad. So it's uh, it's all made the Van Winkles. Actually, our Smith Sunglass rep is married to their daughter, the Van Winkle. Daughter. So I've had Pappy Van Winkle. It's pretty good. But I will say this: uh, Four Roses, Blantons—they're all—they're all good. The high-end bourbons are really smooth. So, uh, but, and you know uh, what I like the most about it is it takes me back. Is give me that short glass and that huge chunk of square ice. Oh, I know the big ice cube. I mean, that, I mean that—that that makes it. All the much better. Or so. you just have a little dash of water. We call it bourbon and branch water. Bourbon and branch water. <laughs> that's a that's an old Kentucky saying. I don't know if it's just Kentucky, but we say it all the time. You just put a splash of water in there. You know? While we're talking about Kentucky things, um, yeah. how many hot browns have you had in your life? I have never been. And my mom always made hot browns. My wife loves hot browns. You, you got to explain what that is for the people in the show. It's, you know, I can't really describe it. My wife is in the other room. She probably so I'll try that. to describe it. So you have basically, for lack of a better toast, like a brioche bread, and it's kind of, yeah. you can toast it. But then on top of that, like a bechamel sauce, yes, you know, like yes, a base yes. mother sauce with cheese. And um, you ha you'll have uh, the bechamel sauce over it. Um, you'll have tomatoes, and then yes. you'll have bacon. Good loads of bacon, and then that is toasted or um, broiled. You make it all warm and bubbly, 
and it's rich and uh, it is extremely delicious. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And, and it was all made. There's a famous hotel here called the Brown Hotel. That's right. And that's how my my grandfather was from Texas and New Orleans, and so he ended up here. Um, and he came to Louisville because he played jazz. He's a jazz musician. He played at the Brown Hotel. That's how he decided on Louisville. And uh, so the Hot Brown is a Louisville original, and they right. sell it. I mean, it's like one of those things that gets it, it, it gets exported now. You know, you can get a Hot Brown in Chattanooga. You know, yeah, uh, and right. it's, it's like uh, it's a it's it's pretty good. It never was my cup of tea because it was so rich, like you say. Right. Uh, but it was, uh, it is, it's very popular. It's, it's a like, Southern staple. And I think what's cool yeah. about it is you have variations of it and people are making it different ways, maybe some healthier version, whatever, but there's no doubt. Um, you ate a couple of two or three of those a week and you're, um, you got, you're going to have a big ass on you. There's no doubt. Yeah, no, it's, it's got everything you shouldn't have in there, you know, all exactly. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's, it's good. My, now my wife loves it. My mom, I mean, she'll, it's like a, that's an Easter thing for us. And okay. thing. you know, we always have sure. grits, cheese grits. There's Ooh. hot browns. Yeah. Cheese grits are big here. Yeah. See, uh, I can't get into grits. those either. When I was in the military, they served those every morning. Yeah. And where were you stationed? Uh, I was at, <clears throat> I was at Sill, Leonardwood, oh, wow. uh, Schofield Barracks in Hawaii, and then Wachuca in Arizona. Yeah. So all the southern places have the grits, you know. Yeah, and and they were gross. The watery. They were yeah, probably they're probably gross. Yeah, so those are different grits. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's what turned me off of grits. Like I, I won't even go near them now. Oh, oh you man. have to have. My mom's cheese grits are amazing. Cheese and, grits. Uh, I love savory garlic grits, in there. Oh. Yeah, garlic. We were like jalapeno cheese grits, mm -hmm. uh, or like even the polenta that they make them in the squares and then fry the grits. Oh, that's yeah. good stuff, man. Oh, I, I can it, more like the, dads that cook on tonight. Oh, no, oh, man, I, I used to be a Food Network junkie, bro. I, yeah, I, 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 well, obviously, you can see I love my food, so well, um, well, but I enjoy see, it. I'm only, I'm only showing myself from the shoulders up. <laughs> you, you can tell by me, I, I like to eat, so it's uh, it's uh, but the grits, yeah, that's the one time I've been trying not to eat the carbs, I will forget about that for grits. You know, right. It's, yeah, it's uh, all day long. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, Louisville's a crazy town, man. It's a it's a weird conglomeration of of areas of this country, you know. And it's uh, but it's and it's hard. It's got a real southern feel, you know. You've been here before, have you, Dustin? Have you been here? I I have never been there. Now I got a buddy that's watching that was at Knox. He was stationed. Yeah, Knox, I saw so. that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so. Right down the street, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've I have never been there, um, but I work with a guy that uh, is from Kentucky, <clears throat> and in his office he has an old Kentucky home painting on the wall. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you, and then he oh, has, yeah. uh, and then he has some other Kentucky stuff in there. But he he takes like real pride that he's from Kentucky. So, oh yeah. Kentucky is an underrated state. Uh, it and, is. And Louisville's a cool. Um, Louisville's kind of a, a, to me, not as enriched in tradition as like a New Orleans, but it does have its own New Orleans feel to it. It does. In it's, a way, uh, 
It's because of the Derby. The Derby really, I mean, we're like one of those towns that had a four o'clock last call. Four o'clock last call in this town. I mean, right now, not. <laughs> you know, they they crack down all the bars, but I mean, and it's it, gorgeous too, by the way. Oh yeah, Green, it is gorgeous. Oh. There's horse farms everywhere. There's rolling hills. There's I mean, you know, outside where I live right now, it's horse farms, um, which is about 30, 45 minutes out. You have to get outside the city, but like Lexington, horse farms galore. You know, but Churchill Downs is in the middle of downtown Louisville. It's it's really strange. You think it's going to be. You're going to get there, and it's going to be in the middle of a pasture, and it's right. not. It's in. It's kind of a so-so area of Louisville, and uh, and and Keeneland, that's in Lexington, is in the middle of horse farms, you know. And uh, that's what you expect, Churchill Dance, but the tradition is Louisville. And we that. had a guy on that I work with. He owns some racehorses named Ed Larson. And um, he he loves Keeneland. Actually, he, that's one of his favorite tracks. He just uh, he loves Ke- uh, Keeneland so much. And uh, he has it's my it's, it's my favorite to go to. Yeah, I've never been there. I've never been to either one of those. But uh, I look forward to visiting you at uh, the Derby someday. Oh yeah, no, the Derby is quite a production. It's it's going you mean on paying this his week. bail or actually seeing him <laughs> at the Derby. He's probably gonna be paying my bail. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I've cleaned my act up since 19, you know. <laughs> I'm with you, Mira. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> so we, we kind of got off track there, but uh, so we had the banana. The banana yeah, that one's, that, one's, uh, that one's not my contribution, but uh, <laughs> but it is good. It's very popular. Uh, you know. I mean, if you want to carry a banana around, that's the way to do it. I mean, sometimes you have to have one. Then we have, okay. We do have a really good fly shop, right? So it's hard to show this on you because this is a nine foot fly rod. Right. But That's all right. we sell, we're Winston, TFO. I don't know if you guys fly fish. You know what? I have tried it a few times, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's once you get, once you get into it, it's like an addiction. So we have hatch reels. That's the fine. That's like the Bentley of reels. But it's worth every penny of it. Um, and then we got Winston rods, which is kind of the same thing with fly rods. Like the six weight, this is my six weight, my six weight reel. Amazing stuff. We're one of the only Winston dealers around. It's we're definitely one of the bigger hatch dealers. These are made in Montana, both of these. So they're it's, it's they're amazing, uh, amazing products. We sell, we do sell them online and we just started selling them online and we've sold twice as many, especially with the COVID. People are getting out and they're, they're fishing, they're doing stuff. Uh, this is really caught on. And, and to be honest with you, the fly shop is not like your cash cow. It's a passion project. And, uh, right. and that's, like I said, this is what I was originally going to do was have a fly shop because I love it. But uh, so many young people are embracing this. It, you know, a lot. It got kind of bad rap as like an older guy's hobby, right. you know. And then now it's like the exact opposite. My son is eighteen. He's at UK. That's all he does is fly fish and rock climb, and he's a big time climber. And uh, he is he's ate up with it. And that he will go fishing 
he'll walk 15 miles fishing. And he, he didn't even know how to turn on his computer at the time, you know? So he's, <laughs> uh, he would have more trouble than I did with it. Getting on here with you. It seems like it's picking up in Texas too. We have a lot of you know rivers and um, you have a great stuff. It seems like you it's have really Guadalupe, and yep. that is Guadalupe. I, Guadalupe River is amazing for fishing, and I have a good story about that. My my freshman year in, in college, it we had an early fresh, uh, spring break, and I uh, we said, oh, we're going to Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras was on our spring break. So we went to Mardi Gras and it was just debauchery and everything. <laughs> you know, the drinking age in Louisiana was 18 still. You get off the, we got off the plane and I went with a bunch of guys from Texas. So we get off the plane and we, and you know, there's Dixie beer at the, at the gate. I'm like, I'm like, can I buy one of these? And, and I bought the, you know, the Dixie beer and I'm, it was over after that, you know, so we spent three days really getting in trouble in New Orleans. Then we had a thing. We're going to go. We're going to try to go Big Ben. But okay. we decided that uh, it was too far for the yeah. one week. So we uh, we ended up going to Guadalupe National Park. Well, we, did, we were the only ones in the whole national park. And we were going to go fly fishing. We were going to go fishing. We climbed. What are the, the big rock? The Chris, uh, what do they call it? The uh, the big thing of lava that uh, they, uh, they have. I forget what they call it, but it's a it's a national it's a Texas landmark, and uh, we climbed that, and we uh, and then we went. We're going to go down the Guadalupe, and the park is basically we're like squatting in the park. No one knew we were there. There, there weren't even rangers there. I have no idea what was going on, but it was pretty dangerous. And then they had, you know how when it floods in Texas, it comes at you quick, you know, on that old, that hard. Oh, yeah. Have. And so it rained probably 12 inches of rain. I have no so idea what go, happened. Did you go to Enchanted Rock by chance? Enchanted Rock. Thank you. That's okay. what it is. That's, That's it. a cool, very cool place. And it was great. So we climbed to the top and did all that. And uh, we literally spent two days in the restrooms because our, our campsite was under the Guadalupe river, Man. you know, it washed away everything. My friend's blazer was underwater. You Not know, it, it, it was all, we almost died. Wow. <laughs> it was incredible. But it, when it all cleared out, it was the most amazing uh, trip we ever had. I mean, that's some of the nicest, like cold, coldest, clearest water. About oh, it's beautiful. Up, we we would go tube that river as my family. That's what um, we're gonna do, tube and fish two or three times a summer almost. And uh, I've got awesome memories from there. And uh, uh, and you know what's crazy is is you know, these tube uh, or these um, oh, outfits that you rent your tubes from and they take you up whatever depending on how much rain, where they drop you off and how, like, oh, I want to do a four-hour one. Well, depending on how much rain and stuff, they take you so much farther, depending on the current and how fast it is. So we always use Rock and R when we were there. And uh, the New Braunfels, like Green, Texas. Yeah. That's the oldest dance hall in Texas. That's where legends got their deal. Jerry uh, Jeff Walker and all Oh, that. yeah. Jerry Jeff yeah. Walker. It's like George Strait. I mean, um, 
it's still uh, the grist mill right there has some of the best onion rings ever, you ever had in your life. But uh, that whole area, I call on that area for work, and that's such a uh, I love that such area. a cool, um, funky, cool area of, of Texas. So, really so we were it. like alone in this, and, and not to mention a tornado came through the Guadalupe National Park. So we're <laughs> sitting there, like, it was like hell on earth. But it, it, you know, and then the fire ants were out of the holes and trying to eat you, and you know, it was crazy. But it was somehow we have a, I have a good memory. Of it. I mean, it was a good memory. <laughs> it, was, it was like kind of an adventure. Debauchery, you know? death, and then. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot more chill. Believe it or not, the tornadoes, fire ants, and uh, flooding was more chill than New Orleans was. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sure. Back to fly fishing uh, for a second. Yeah. What, like, you know, Winston, what, what makes a quality fly fishing rod? What's the difference between like a Winston brand and, you know, and being, you know, the, the Bentley versus some of the other ones? What are the advantages and um, are these all different lengths? Of course, they're different weights, but tell us some some advantages of that. Well, I'd detail. say it just the quality of craftsmanship. I mean, like the blanks. Um, I'll get one. I get one. Oh, sorry. I had it in my cane. My, my, uh, I was showing dust in my cane collection and not like. Yeah, like an actual cane for those who are just joining us. It's not slang. For <laughs> um, like what they, I don't know if this is going to show up at all on the uh, on the camera I have here, but I mean, just the, you know, the rod tubes are, but like, so look at the, I mean, the seat. Come up a little, like there a, you go. The burl wood. Oh, cool. Beautiful fittings. Like all the blanks are, I believe this one is not personalized to me, but they personalize them for you if you want. It's just like old world craftsmanship. And they are, they're, I mean, some people will say Sage and Winston are even, but I disagree. You know, they, Winston's still probably the top of the heap. How durable are those poles and like you know really durable? And they're also another thing is when you have Winston, even Sage and stuff like that, you, they're pretty much guaranteed. You can break this, and they will send you the new section. Oh, that's super cool! Yeah, you like and so you learn real quick to walk with your rod backwards. By the way, you're you know, you walk with your reel, you know, the reel seat like this. So because mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times you you're going with the rod forward. And it's nine feet long, and you poke it into even a, a minuscule little branch and it'll snap it. You know, so you are, you know, you always want, but if you do, they they take care of you and they're they're and it's pretty quick. And uh, they make bamboo rods, they make everything, I mean, they make the highest quality stuff you can imagine. And hatch is probably the machining on that reel is amazing it's all sealed gears so you can use this in salt water you can and you know it's it's the creme de la creme too now we sell all kinds of good reels like lampson i think i don't think we sell anything cheap even our inexpensive brand is a brand called temple fork that is probably one of the best rods i've ever fished with even though i have a winston because you know i that was my aspirational piece Temple Fork is like amazing. 
and it's inexpensive. You can have five temple forks for one of those, you know? So there's a lot of value in those as well. Like, you know, especially if you're a beginner and you don't want to, you know, yeah, spend as you want much. a temple fork. Totally good with that. They're beginner rods and we can't get any right now. They're sold out. This is how popular it's become. We can't get any more of the starter kits. We used to sell those hand over fist, you know, you'd be like, uh, and uh, so we're like freaking out. So we had to pick up Echo, which is another brand that has a good starter kit. And, um, but yeah, if you want one, don't get one that doesn't have a metal reel. Um, there's some starter kits out there. They're, eh, Reddington is good. That's Sage's like starter brand. TFO is amazing. Um, uh, but Echo has a really, I mean, Theirs is probably up there. So um, I think uh, I think it's, you know, you, you really can't go wrong. We try to, you know, uh, we try to keep, we pick our stuff. We don't have people, you know, we're pretty picky about the gear we, we, we carry. So it's pretty much all, we're a little bit gear snobs, you know, you know, um, and, and so nothing is really coming back to us. <laughs> you know, like a lot saying, this is complete junk. You know, it's, it's something might go wrong occasionally, but it's most of the stuff we sell is top notch. So, so what you're saying is you get that, you're going to catch a bunch of fish. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> uh, you know, it, when, and you know, I, I will say this, I still spin cast too. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I will fly fish on when I'm waiting, you know, but like uh, on the boat, sometimes, it's hard to, especially in Kentucky, you got a lot of, a lot of foliage. It's not like the Guadalupe where you, you know, it's kind of deserty, <laughs> you know, there are trees, but you know, it's a, uh, it's a little different. And uh, so in Kentucky, it's like you're in a Creek and you're surrounded by trees. So if you're on a boat, your back cast will get caught. So I don't know. I sometimes do spin gas while I'm in the boat and get out and fly fish. So I know I shouldn't be admitting that. I'm probably going to get in trouble with the fly fishing people. <laughs> so here's the question. So, you know, with, with Jeff bringing up everything about what's the difference between a Bentley and a starter and all those kind of things, what are we looking at? Because I think what, and I think you guys will agree, what keeps a lot of people away from certain sports is they think that they're going to dump so much money in and they're either not going to be good at it or it's not going to be fun to them or anything. So let's, for the person who's never been fly fishing, the person that has no idea what we're talking about and they just want to try it, what is it going to cost them to get into fly fishing through Quest Outdoors? Well, you can get one of the, if we can get any more of them, that, that kit from TFO, you're all in. 180 bucks. That's not bad and, at all. And, and you get a rod that you all out really you don't have to outgrow. You get a five weight. Get a five weight or a six weight. Six weight is my go-to. If you're um if you're going after big fish, you probably go up to eight, seven, something okay. like that. But five this is a five plus reel on a six weight rod. This this reel, what you get for the more expensive stuff is the drag. Okay. It's got a sealed drag. You don't need that. You really don't. A lot of them just have a click and pull and it's, it's kind of a set drag. Uh, this has got a real drag and, um, and 
really, to be honest with you, do I need this? No. And I'm, I'm not trying to unsell a really expensive reel because you might want it eventually. If you catch a giant fish, it helps. Right. But, you know, uh, but if you're catching a little smallmouth, which are the most fun cat, uh, the catch, if you ask me, um, you not everyone has to catch trout. I think smallmouth are more fun to catch, actually. And smallmouth are beautiful fish. And, and oh, they are. A lot of varieties here. And what you'll see is a lot of even the, the spin rods are, um, you know, what's cool is you want to use as light a tackle as possible to catch. Yeah. You know, like white bass, per se, here. Th those things catch. But what I want to know is you, you alluded to it a second ago about, you know, five pound and six, what, what all this. What, where's the threshold of kind of the size of the fish per the, I guess, like the tackle you need versus the size of the fish and maybe some variations of, you know, if you're going after a 15 pound trout, I don't even know if they make trout get that big, but I would assume you need some pretty heavy gear, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, six weight, five weight, I've got a 24. I got a 24 inch brown trout, which is pretty damn big. That is big. And you can, if once you get in the habit of when you get to the mastering the, the art of like not losing a fish, which it don't care how good you are, you will lose a fish, you know? And uh, I've seen one of the guys who works for me, he's been with us for 26 years. He's probably poetry in motion watching a fly fish. And he's, you know, he, we call him big Dave, Dave Baker. He's, you know, got a beard down to here. He guided all over the world. We're talking from Chile, Alaska. Oh my God. He's, he's been everywhere. Um, and he's amazing. And you would never guess it because he's a big dude and he's just pure finesse. And, wow. you know, and, but he, he lost a fish last week with one of our other guys. And um, so he's, you know, it happens, but that's kind of the fun, you know, it's, it's, it's like fly fishing is like a wrestling a fish. Sure. You know? <laughs> it's not like you're, you're trying to get them tired out. So in there, it, yeah. So what I know of it is, you know, you have current, you have the fish fighting, when to let him go, when to reel in. Oh and that's where you kind of look at the drag, you know, drag's nice because that kind of does it for you. But sometimes you got to let him run. Yeah, yeah, knowing all the nuances in the not just casting in the right spot and baiting that fish with the, the right fly, um, if you will, but when you catch them, what you're doing uh, to catch them is it's really it. That's and probably so many different about it, right? Yeah, drive where you're mimicking like a bug just landing on the water. Okay. And that really is putting it right where they are. Then you have nymphing, which is the, I mean, it, it's amazing. When you see the little hooks, you can barely even see the hook. And like, they just look like little, we call them sow bugs or roly polies. And like, you know, they, they float under the water and, and they, they'll grab them there. You kind of mimic what they're eating and, and, and then you have streamers that look like minnows or, or like crawfish or woolly buggers and stuff like that. And you're, you're pulling that in to make it's, it's a lot like, like a, you know, like a, a spinner bait, you know? Sure. So, so you're paying attention to what nature's doing around that yeah. environment. And there's a, there's a hatch, like you call a caddis hatcher. There's a lot of flies laying in the water. Dry fly, you know, and, and, it, and, you know, I'm not a master. I'm a, I'm a fly fishing enthusiast. <laughs> you know, uh, I have, we have some amazing people 
and that work for and they tie their own flies and they're amazing, you know. Oh, wow. And uh, we have one guy, Del Striegel, who's not only the greatest guy on earth, and that's what we are. A lot of people sell this stuff. The Quest Tours, what we are, are the people who work there, you know, and and that's really what we are. That's that's what's been so hard with this COVID thing. It's not everyone's back, you know, and uh, but we're getting there. And so it, lots of people sell the shirt I'm wearing or the hat I'm, you know, little. You know, no one's selling this hat but me because it says Quest on it, right? But the, uh, uh, but a lot of people sell our product, <laughs> you know, and they, uh, uh, I think I saw it at a Bass Pro. Oh, damn it. It was the weirdest thing. I don't know. <laughs> but Ryan, no. let's, let's talk about that for a minute. When you, when you say that, you know, you have guys there that tie their own flies that know this kind of stuff, what we want to tell the people is, Let's say they buy offline. Okay. They go and they buy their stuff offline. They have it sent to them. They're not in Kentucky. Can they call your store and talk to someone that can tell them, this is how you're messing it up. This is how you need to do it. Right. I mean, that's what we're trying to push about your store is that yeah. personal touch that they're not going to get from an REI. They're not going to get from those other, I would say big box stores. And yeah, and you're absolutely right. And that is exactly, it was always kind of the, do we do online because that's not who we are, you know, but you have to. And so we have had exactly what you're talking about a million times over. We are, our gear buyer. is probably the best in the world. Um, he does everything. Mike Tolan, he's been with me for 18, 19 years. And, um, and he's, he's the greatest. When he started buying the gear, it's amazing. Like we all of a sudden we have stuff like this. Hold on. Let me show you one other product here. He's gonna show you a banana holder. Hold on. No, I'm not. That was lame. <laughs> but it's right, a tomato so, holder. Yeah. So this right here, Grand Force. It's the best axe you can buy. This is a mall, uh, like a medium splitting mall. You don't understand how many of these we sell. It's incredible, but we're only one other. There's only a couple stores that sell this. Hmm. Um, they picked us because of Mike. They, and we, we sell Holtzbrook, which is another Swedish act. I mean, all the best stuff is made. All The best axes are made in. And we used to have Wetterling, but they don't import it anymore. They're from Norwegian. But this, this axe right here, you wouldn't believe how popular this is and how this is like. This is a splitting mall, and it's all hand-forged. Every single one of these is made by hand. And because of Mike, we were able to get this brand. And, I, I mean, I've, I've tried for years. And no one listens to me, right? So, But Mike is uh, – he, he, he is so wired in with what is what on the, on the gear side that we're lucky enough. And, like, we have uh, another one – Jeff, you would so cut your leg off with that. Oh, I would. I would have some fun. You, you would so cut your leg off with that. Thing. No, I wouldn't, man. I would freaking blast some logs apart, though. Oh my god, you wouldn't believe. And then Dave Baker's got like the same guy who's the best fly fisherman I've ever seen. Um, he can literally go to the backing of the reel on two casts. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. He is the aficionado of these axes, and here's like a felling axe. And this thing is a monster. 
So a felling axe, that's yeah. what you're going to use to chop the tree down, correct? Yeah, exactly. And this thing, I literally, out front of my house, if it was light out, I could show you. I took down a, a dead ash tree and about five hits with this thing. And those are hard. And I mean, it about killed me. But I mean, it, was, it wasn't the biggest ash tree in the world. But, you know, I mean, uh, do you all even have ash trees down there? I don't know. Yeah. We have ash trees. I don't know about ash trees. <laughs> well, you know, the bugs here have killed like half. There are no more ash trees. No, ash know? is a very strong wood too, correct? Yeah, it's what they made Louisville Sluggers out of. Yeah. And uh, now they've had to switch to maple because the ash borer beetles have killed whole force like oh, wow. ash trees. So my whole farm is full of dead ash trees. Wow. So it's crazy. But, you know, this, these stuff, this is such a superior axe. And Mike is a, I mean, he, he curates our gear collection. It's almost overwhelming. And next time, when you're in town, you need to come see this because our gear section is so big. We're having to move like things around just to accommodate it. You know, we do. Yeah, that's our next uh, dad's that drink trip. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really cool. We, we oh, went okay. to St. Louis earlier this year to go to a brewery and a speakeasy. So our next trip's down to see you. In a hockey mat, a hockey game. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, when things open up and calm down <laughs> around here, that it'll be it'll be probably one of your greatest trips, you know, uh, because Man, this is a cool listen, town. You're 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 selling a very high bill. I hope you can cash in on this. <laughs> well, I'll, I have to I'll have to finagle some. So do you have any throwing axes? Well, this is funny, Del Striegel. <laughs> <laughs> the guy they call him Two Hawk Dell. Two he can Hawk throw Dell? two bullseyes. Who? He's like a professional axe thrower. He's eighty. I mean, he's not eighty. You know, he killed me for. He's seventy three. Navy vet. That's pretty close. That's oh, pretty yeah. Close but he looks like he's twenty five. I mean, physically, he's just like. And he was always my favorite customer. I ever walked in the door, it was like it was like Dell's here. Hey, Dell. And he's like good old boy to the core. Hey, and he's, you know, he's the greatest guy. He's always got these, oh, man, one of these days I'm going to have to send you one of his raps he does. Like, he, yeah. he's he been doing, he has all these songs. He has a song for everything. You know, he's time flies, and he's got a lot. You know, he has these crazy little songs he sings. But he can also do two bullseyes at once with his, with two different tomahawks, and he hits them every time. It's oh, we're crazy. we with that guy when we go. Oh, he's awesome. He is so, so much fun. He's so not drinking. <laughs> he, he got a he monkey what? drunk. He 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 doesn't drink anymore, so we won't be having a oh, drink. Okay. That, but that he he did get a. You have to ask him about getting a monkey drunk one time. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, we're the dad that drink. But we can go places without drinking, so I don't want anyone to think we have a problem or anything. Yeah, uh, so it would be a good a good contest. Have a little axe throwing contest. Yeah, or that would be. Let's lumberjack it up and see who can cut an ash tree the fastest, son. <laughs> Boy, I'll keep the the nineteen that are dead around here. Just yes, you do that, and, and we'll go down on that. <laughs> well, don't go down on it, Jeff, because that's yeah. a whole different thing. Than <laughs> he, said ask, he did say ass trees. <laughs> so, okay, so Ryan, let's talk a little bit about prices. We we talked about the Bentley of fly fishing, then we said what they could get into. What are we talking about for the Bentley of fly fishing? Because I want people to know kind of what we're looking at as they come on online and stuff well as it were happening i was worried they didn't have the price on this so for <laughs> the uh for the 
probably the best six weight you can use okay. anywhere. Six weight is like five weight and six weight or what you want for it's the jack of all trades fly rod. So you're looking at $845 for this rod. And then this reel, I don't think I kept the price tag on it, uh, but I think it's like $900. Wow. So, so but, listen, well, you don't the have to get gonna dig you. Yeah. All the fish are going to dig you. You're going to look, you're going to look baller when you show up to the. Yeah. So does the six weight, is that like an five ounce? Like what is the six weight or five ounce? Six weight mean? is the the blank. It's just, it, it's a terminology. Okay. Um, I, it, like it's six weight is like the, it's kind of the, it's hard as it's the weight of the line. And it's the the line you're casting the line, not the lure. Okay. On the on that, so you're using the line on these like fly line. You have like a well, here you go. So you have a monofill tippet. If that was at all legible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the sound test line you'd use on a normal fishing. Yeah, line. yeah, exactly. And so the fly line is that brightly colored, and that's what you're casting. So it's like. The secret to it is knowing where your release point is. It's almost like, and then when you get into it, like it's, it's the finesse part of it. It's like, you don't want to muscle it. You want to, it's, it's all technique. And like, so what's improbable is you got this giant man, Dave Baker's like 300 pounds, like just kind of beefy dude. Looks like a lumberjack has a giant beard. He's all finesse. I've seen young guys go in there and they're like, oh, like they're angry. At, you know, they're like, damn it, get this thing out there. And, ba and Baker's like, it's, all it's like, nice, yeah, it's just like, maybe not. It's like, it's, uh, it's amazing to watch. So, well, but it, I have watched the movie, A River Runs Through It. So yes. Good. It is, it is kind of like, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it's, Brad, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, you to go and you're going down the stream and you pull out yeah. massive whatever kind of fish that was. I would also cool. like to point out that it has Jester from Top Gun in it too. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, great movie though. It is, so it's good. So what are we talking about on these axes? Because well, those are pretty cool. Let me find out for you. Okay. <laughs> Actually, let's pull it up on the website here. Okay, you know what? Let me try and pull it up. Uh, yeah, hold go, on, for, just give me yeah. a second. And I don't want to tell you the wrong price and make everyone mad at me. So let's see. Nice. Your website's super easy to maneuver, by the way. Well, it is now, thank God. It wasn't. It was terrible. We had to purge inventory, and uh, we started basically. COVID allowed us to retool everything. So right, what are we the, looking for, Ryan? Uh, it's called Grand Fours. You can just type in Axe and uh, like 190 bucks, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically that's and that's, but you're you're talking like an heirloom piece too. This is not like you can get a cheaper act. I mean, I like S wing. We sell S wing hatchets and stuff. They're they're not cheap either. But um, let's see. I got you. I'm bringing it up right now. Yeah. There we go. Grand Forest Brook, Scandinavia Sport. Yeah, 193. Uh, that one right there is 183. Actually, that's the, the cheaper one. 
I don't know why the shirts are coming up, but that's okay. So I brought it up, Ryan. It's on the screen now. So yes, um, that's it. Yes, that's the big boy. That's the one right here. Two hundred fifty-nine bucks. But when you see how huge this is, I don't know if I'm doing it justice. It, this is literally a workout just carrying this thing. <laughs> you know? So it's a, it's a good, it, it, you know, and. I didn't think I would use it, but I ended up using it. I, sometimes I like using these better than chainsaws, you know. It's a uh, because that the one that's like a thirty-one and a half inch handle on it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we sell well, just it, the blade is eleven point five. Yeah, that's, yeah. What type? Do you even know what type of steel? What type of? It is a high carbon, and it will rust. Uh, so you got to kind of take care. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Is it say? Um, Give me just a second. You're on the spot here. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I should know these things. I bring them on okay. here. Let me, let me just read the example of it. It says the Grand Forge American Felling Axe is a professional axe for those who want to work in the forest in the traditional way. The axe is ideal for felling very large trees thanks to its long, broad edge of 11.5 centimeters. The axe is forged to a curved bit, making it suitable for cutting into fresh, resinous wood such as spruce or pine. The heavy head will and handle also give considerable power to the cut and the axe is almost twice as heavy as the scandinavian forest axe it is absolutely i have that one too and that's our best the forest axe is our best selling this is just my favorite because it's so badass <laughs> you literally get people's attention with this axe and you with a pine tree it literally like cut almost through it in like three swings because you know pine's so soft you, know. you said your favorite is the forest axe. The forest axe is everyone's because it's a lot shorter. It's uh, it's it's a, a smaller axe, but it's it's super handy. I mean, you could you can cut a tree down with it. Don't give me you know I you know we're usually cutting down trees that are already down, of course, because you know we're not trees are our friends. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a great looking axe. You have yeah. some really cool knives there, which I, I assume some of those are yes. like um, um, uh, flaying fish and some different things, or just are you talking about the uh, the yeah the heli? Yeah. Uh, okay, so those are amazing. And matter of fact, I just had a customer came in today, and and we have a little uh, in our coffee shop. We have uh, one of our baristas, and she's a soldier, and. Uh, and she's a professional National Guards person. And uh, and she is, uh, so she's full-time. That's her, her main job is in the Guard. Um, and she carries one of those little, the Norway Mandra up there. That's a badass-looking knife. Man. Oh, yeah. And she carries it around her neck. And she wears it around her neck at, at, the, at the store. And she's like five foot one. She's, she's amazing. And she's, she's just a great person. And um, so, uh, yeah, they're knives. Okay, so I'll tell you a good story about these guys. Um, they'll make you love it anymore. The, uh, these guys, the Hella family, Mr. Hella is still the owner of the company, but it's been around forever. I forget how many years. Uh, but so when you go to the trade shows, you meet Mr. Hella. He's this Norwegian man, probably in his 80s. 
probably in better shape than anyone in our in their teens in the United States. You know, he cross country skis to the shop in a fjord every day <laughs> in the winter. He was a special forces guy, what they call the Jaegers for the Norwegians. And they have a knife called the, I don't know if we have it on there, the Laplander. And it's just, it looks almost like a machete. Hmm. That's the standard issue to their special forces. It'd be like the Kakri to the Gurkhas or the K-Bar for the Marines. You know, that's their knife. And it is, it comes with a traditional leather that, that, Norwegian sheath that goes all the way almost to the end of the. So they were issued, he was issued his own family's knife and they would send them out into the Arctic circle because they have that little sliver of a border with Russia and they would sit there and watch the Russians. Um, and, 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 you know, they're always having little encroachments. As a matter of fact, they still are, you know, I believe the Norwegians and, and the U S air force just intercepted you know, uh, playing the other day, but he would sit there in the, for six weeks at a time in the Arctic circle. And he's full of great stories. And he's not, you know, he's not Norwegian people, especially older ones, not like uh not super talkative, you know, but he'll tell you the story. It's like, yes, we would be <laughs> on the road. So we were watching the Russians. They didn't see us, you know, <laughs> but we saw them, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, you know, we had them in our sights the whole time. I killed you them. Know? <laughs> yeah, I could have killed them all. You know, he was like, you know, he was he was like, a, and, uh, but he's he's the greatest guy. It's, it's a pleasure to talk to him because I, I, I don't know how his health is now, but I haven't seen him in a while. But um, they still make all their knives in the same building they've always been. Made. It's literally right on a fjord. And, uh, and, and they, they were, they were in the resistance against the Nazi occupation the whole time. You know, it was, they were all, his dad was a soldier and was fighting the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Nazis, you know, cause all those guys were the heroes of Telemark and that's not that far away. You know, they kept the rush, the, the, the Germans from getting the, uh, um, the atom bomb, the Norwegians did, you know, trained by the British commandos. Amazing. The hell of family is amazing. So you alluded to something a second ago. Do you guys do a lot of trade shows or sponsor or, or I guess we're I guess on, all are going to buy manufacturers and people you want to pick up more than having your own booth or exhibit. Yeah, we don't do a lot. We do events here in town. We do like music, music shows and we put on our own events for basically our customers. A lot of it's not really to sell things. It's, acts of goodwill because we our customers are our friends really i mean like you know your friend steve he's mm -hmm. become one of my closest friends and you know and like he he was in the coffee shop he and his partner jeremy they you know doing their computer thing in, in the coffee shop we just became friends now we kind of now they help us out with our website but they did that the goodness of their heart because we were friends you know at first and then we like well we need your help <laughs> probably more than i'm willing to ask you to do for free you know and uh and, no uh, steve's a great guy he's a super good guy to elementary school together actually. that's what he said all the way to high school right yeah and then it's funny because you asked i've been little uh 
I guess uh, I played football for Baylor, and we played a game in 1996, and he went as the video coordinator at Louisville, and I was playing playing quarterback, so he was giving everybody a film to kick kick my teeth in and probably <laughs> telling all the secrets on me. Well, but you know, no, one of my – one of my good friends and one of his good friends is a guy named Corey Masters, and he was a strong safety that played against you. Okay. And, and, and sometimes linebacker. He's big enough to be a linebacker. He still is. Yeah. You know, he's still in that kind of shape, too. So he's he was probably one of the guys that was chasing you down. Sorry. Probably. He probably caught me, too. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, you know, we, we, we caught up. And uh, and actually, he, he's, you know, I'm, and we're very thankful that, he, we got in touch with you through him. So, uh, uh, kudos to you guys are great. So, what else? What else we got here? Well, okay. So, I apologize. This is, I'm, you know, we're kind of like I said, it was kind of a crazy. I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this better because we're gonna do this again, right? So, of course. Uh, and uh, so, one nope, of the best. Fucked it up tonight. We're never doing it again. Damn it. <laughs> the banana. You shouldn't have led with the oh, banana. I know. Man. I shouldn't have led. Well, see, everything looks good after this. You know, this thing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, everything looked bad. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so this, this is, is this is. Uh, have you seen these before? No. Gooder sunglasses. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are probably the. You should look it up. On uh, on their own website, uh, we sell. This is probably our number one sunglass really? by a million miles, and they're all polarized. They they all look kind of like that. They actually have more frames now. They have an aviator and everything. Um, like that's my favorite kind of frame right there, though. Yeah, the, me too. Uh, I like the uh, the Wayfarer frame. But what what's best is like. Um, Whiskey Shots with Satan. That's the name of this frame. Oh, that's cool. There's, there's Nessie's Midnight Orgy. There's a black frame with a uh, black lens called A Ginger Soul. You know? <laughs> and uh, and then their new one, <laughs> their new aviator is called what was it? Amelia Earhart Ghosted Me. <laughs> I mean, they the all, and they have a million of these. Like, oh, what was it? The other one was like uh, something about... Uh, <laughs> Keith Richards, uh, something, you know, it, it, they're all of them are like crazy and they're hilarious. So people buy them. And like, I have one with the American flag. It's called Betsy Ross's side hustle, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and so people have like 18 pairs of these and they're, they're actually good sunglasses, but the best part is that they're only 25 bucks. That's it. Really? That, that was what we were going to ask next. Yeah, $25 and they are the best. They and they they kind of, I thought it was a joke that they called them, and they come with a cool box too. But the uh, they called them uh, running sunglasses. Really? And I'm like, you know, when I think of those, I think more like Oakleys. You know, something's gonna hug your face. So I I still think it might be a joke, but people do buy them to run in. But they're just like Wayfarer sunglasses, you know. But they everything about their frame names and. Everything is a joke. So it's like, holy crap. Uh, do they fit big do they fit big faces pretty well? They do. They have different size frames too. Oh, cool. So they got they got newer ones, but this is the number one. And in that yeah. price range, like for me, like my wife will uh, order some knockarounds or I think they're called knockarounds. 
because I'm terrible on sunglasses. Like I'm going to lose them, sit on them, yep. forget them. So I'm so scared to buy something really well, expensive. Even the name of the brand. Who had thought of this yet? Gooder. Gooder. They're yeah. gooder than good than, or done, uh, yeah. Uh, and they're they are hilarious. And uh we sell we might take those to a show. Like if we do like we had put on a couple music festivals the last two years. We bring those, they'll be gone. Really? You know? And and like they're they're good and everyone they're gooder. <laughs> they're gooder. But that but they're literally everyone loves them. And that, I think they collect them for the names. You know, and they're different. I mean, they can be pretty wacky looking, you know, like there'll be one that's like fluorescent green and, you know, or translucent, you know, teal. And, and, uh, so people love them. white frames with red lenses. They're kind of, they're kind of, they're fun. So, um, but you know, we sell, uh, um, uh, we sell a lot of those. There's another one. I can't remember. We sell like Smith, uh, sun clouds. We used to sell, um, you know, we, those are like more serious sunglasses, you know, but they, uh, uh, really, they almost, we almost quit selling. We almost sell these and there's one new brand. I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, it, it's a, uh, it, this runs the show and they keep coming out with new stuff at all time. 25. They're, they're awesome. Looking, let me, uh, I'm going to bring them up real quick on your website. Yeah. Hopefully they're on there. <laughs> There's some stuff on there. We're trying to figure out what we could show you. We're in a transition point between seasons. I'm like, oh shit, what's on the website with that? I imagine it's that's pretty not just transition point, but Got uh, between seasons and also between you know, can you get gear? You know, how's manufacturing? Is it available? It's horrible I mean, it's, right now. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cool. So we've got uh, a ginger soul, Mick and Keith's Midnight Ramble, going to Valhalla Witness, donkey goggles, (laughs) flamingos on a booze cruise, gardening with a kraken, ice by Yetis, Swedish meatball hangover, and Nessie's Midnight. It's it's Nessie's Midnight Orgy, but I think we edited that one. We got in trouble with some, you know, over, uh, you know, well, I know what happened. You were giving away the banana thing with those orgy glasses. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, <laughs> listen, just... you guys are going to need your potassium after you do this. So. <laughs> Hydrate, potassium, you know, it's going to get we're, out of control. We're your store for everything. Oh, God. If, if, probably. I, I, I'm scared to know what else gets sold out of our store. So those are those are very cool. I, I'm I'm digging those. I'm gonna have to get me some of those because just the 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 flat black ones with the polar on them. Those are those are awesome. Yeah, that th- that would be Ginger Soul. There you go. <laughs> I have a redhead son. That's what he wanted for his birthday. Like twenty five dollars sold. <laughs> there you go. All right, what do we got next, Ryan? Okay, so all right, this is huge, and it doesn't look huge. Have you heard of arcade belts? I'm not. Oops. I'm okay, this is probably the best belt belt you can have, and I'm I'm gonna take this out because we couldn't get these for a while, and people were freaking out. They are like kind of like a you know like a almost like a military buckle right there. They're elastic, 
Wow. And then, but they had these cool prints. Of course, I brought the one that doesn't have a cool print. But they, they're like stretchy. They're the best belts ever. So I you mean, can actually have, gain weight while you're wearing yes, them. Yes, totally. And it, no it, worries. You, you can turnicate off a wound on your leg with them. You know, it's it's like it's cool. like seriously, it's Flies like a, bananas with it. Yeah, seriously, dude. You can do anything. These you could shoot stuff at people with them. I've done it. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, and and then like you know, this is like our other best belt that we sell. And you can open a beer with this. That's it. It's Patagonia's Tech Web Belt. I'm wearing one right now. I'm not going to show you because my gut's hanging over. But I would the, uh, love to see you open a beer with that on right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. We sell sandals that have beer openers on the bottom. Really? Uh, yeah. And, Amazing. Uh, yeah. That is and you, that, Jeff. Man, I'm that, telling you. you know, sometimes I'm like, do I really want to drink the beer I just walked through? A that's retirement you know? beach um, life yeah. right there, man. That's uh, cheeseburger in paradise. And All right, so let's talk about the arcade belt real quick. Yeah. Uh, how much are we talking about for an arcade belt? Arcade belt. And as it were, I have it, 29 bucks. It's kind of okay. pricey, but it's actually not for a really, good belt, that's though. That's not, I mean, it's great. Not pricey yeah. for a good belt. And it's and it, the belt, the buckle's real flat and it's super comfortable. I was skeptical because I like the more, like, this is like a web belt. This is like, a seat belt. Well, now I will yeah. tell you that your arcade belts are not on the website. Oh, he didn't get them up. Darn it. Well, I'm just well, telling we you. Were so out that, of them. We were out well, of them until today. Just so you can get them up there and uh, sell a ton of them for being on the yeah. show. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's something like even like, you know, Dustin is allowed to, you know, he he has some more freedom with the business casual. I definitely do in my job. I, I'm dealing with everything from engineers to, to roughnecks to field guys. So I just business casual and that's something I, you know, it looks good enough. You could wear it with a pair of khakis and boots. Oh, yeah. and jeans. The belt and I wear to work every day. I what? have had for 13 years and I wear it every day to work. What is it? Every day. The, the belt that I wear every day to work is a web belt. Like he was talking about. Yeah. Really? I've had it. I've had it for 13 years. You might Ooh. like these dude. Cause these, we can't keep these in stock, and they have like a real. No, nice, they look awesome, especially being a brush. Light. Those look awesome. I like and, the color of that actually. Yeah, I mean, and they have, and they always come out with like eighteen new colors. It's Patagonia, you know. That's they're like our number one brand with a bullet. I mean, they're amazing. Like this shirt I'm wearing right now this is a Howler Brothers shirt. They they make really cool stuff. I mean, you can they they have really good a lot of our clothes. A really good business casual clothes too. You yeah. Know? And they make a chambray, make a lot of really good khakis, really good shorts, you know. It's uh we have go ahead. Have, oh no, we just got, you know, we have like we we it's so hard to like, you know, some of the stuff I wanted to bring was so big, I wasn't sure how it was gonna get, you know. I wanna I wanna I think I should probably it would have been probably better if I had done this from the store. I could walk around with the computer. And like I have uh, that same problem every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's <laughs> it was Jeff, that uh, was, was for you, and you didn't even laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so we we uh, literally, uh, you know, it, we have like rooftop tents. You know, I was like, we have one that is so cool. It's like you know, it looks like a cargo box for the top of your car, and you 
is you can use as a cargo box and it lifts up and well, it's like a three the, person. Tent. This is not the last of you coming on here. We've talked oh, no, about no, that's why on I, I'm, I'm just teasing you with something. So, do you have some of those like tents that basically they attach or latch on to the back of your pickup truck and stuff? And I don't have the pickup beds, but okay. I have I have the ones that go on the the bars on top of your car. Okay. And they have a ladder that comes down and telescopes. Well, my wife has a Honda SUV, so I'd be perfect for that. <laughs> Steven Bates. I just got to get my big ass up there. <laughs> so, you know, we, we got to get some of this stuff. I, I'm going to have to try out some of this stuff. We're going to uh, New Mexico for spring break. And so we always go like, New Mexico, Colorado. Uh, if we go to Colorado, we go to Estes Park or Boulder. Nice. Yeah, Estes yeah. Park is awesome. Um, or we're, we're looking this year because my kids want to really snowboard and ski this year a lot. So we're looking in New Mexico. Um, we used to be to the best there. ski shop in, in Louisville, but really the ski business is tough. You know, I've never yeah. been snow skiing in my life. I, I never have either, but my kids love it. When we go to, when we go to either Colorado or New Mexico, they love it. I have one daughter, my middle daughter, and Jeff knows them both. Uh, Paige is a snowboarder. And uh, Maddie that. is a Maddie's a skier, so my okay. youngest this year will be this will be the first time she can go skiing. And How stuff. old are your so, kids? So I have a fourteen-year-old, an eleven-year-old, and yeah, and a seven-year-old. I have a twenty-one, eighteen, and fourteen. So yeah, I so I'm it. sure. Yeah, so I'm sure you know exactly what we're talking about, and and it's crazy because they ask us like they want to go to Colorado for spring break, and they want to yeah. go to New Mexico for spring break, and like we went to Colorado, was it last year or the year before last, and and it it snowed a little. We had to go into the mountains the first couple of days to get some yeah. snow. But then one night it dumped in like four hours. It dumped fourteen inches of snow on top of us. Oh yeah, and uh, we had the same thing in uh, U in Utah. Um, in uh, we went to Alta, and it literally I was not driving the right car, and uh, they actually shut down. That, I don't know that there's a right car there because no. <laughs> here was my problem. Here was my problem with it when I went there because I'd been to Denver and stuff, and that's a little different because that's metropolitan. Yeah. But when you get out to like Estes city. Park, yeah. right? When you get out to Estes Park and stuff like that, you start getting little smaller towns and stuff. There are no guardrails no. on any of the roads in the mountains, and the locals drive like complete. It, it's maniac. insane to me. And they're in like a Volkswagen Rabbit, and they're going like. 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, you know why, guys? They got to have the Quest survival gear if they want to on those damn roads. Oh, my God, dude. They they drove me crazy. And they're tailgate you and all. And they'll get mad at you when you're driving slow. Oh, I know. they like a tourist, you know. And Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to have a big Quest sticker on the back window, and they're going to know, hey, don't fuck with that guy. He's got a bunch of gear in there. He could, he, off he could stay out here, here for 12 years living off the land. <laughs> He's got Thor no reason. He's going to have the 31 and a half inch spelling axe in the back. He, you know, I, I he saw right. Russians in his eyes. Yeah. He had them in scope the whole time. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I have talked about going to Colorado and I'm mountains and, and, and love the cold. She's beaches and I've learned to love the beach. Don't get me wrong. But um, we have a cool area. I look better in the mountains than I do on the beach. Me too. I do too. I, I, I run hot twenty four seven, so I'm like, oh, it's fifty. You know, 
So we go to this place in uh, Medicine Bow National Forest of Wyoming. So it's like, go to Laramie, take a left. It's over the yeah. Snow Mountain Range. It's a really, we have this cabin there that we, we have access to. We don't own it, but um, my dad and the guy are best friends. And, and he actually just got back from there. But um, I'm really partial to Colorado. I, um, I've been in some cool places there. But uh, Wyoming's pretty cool too. All that stuff is I like it when when you feel like you've been where no man's been before, where you're stepping yeah. and stuff. It's pretty neat. I keep telling my wife I want to take. Uh, you know, I have my super, and I'm, I've really gotten into this lately. Since I, you know, was sick, I, I got all the vehicles I kind of dreamed of. I'm like, screw this, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them. So I got like, you know, Land Rover and I got an old Land Cruiser, you know, and I want to take them out west. Because you can just go off the road. A lot of that's public lands. And you don't have to, right. you know, it's like you don't have to. There are trails everywhere. It's not like around here. It's like this in Texas, though. I mean, you got a lot of ranch lands you got to be careful of. But, you know, but out in West Texas, there's a lot of public lands, too. Um, around here, everything's wooded, <laughs> you know, so like you you beat the crap out of your cars going off road, you know, and it's, uh, I mean, we call it redneck pinstriping, <laughs> you know, and like you just, the branches are just like, yeah, you know, and I really want to go out to like Salida, Colorado and, and like, uh, Northern New Mexico. I've been to New Mexico, you know, mostly Santa Fe and Albuquerque, Albuquerque, uh, you know, both those uh, cities are, or the metropolitan areas are not ideal, but um, no, Albuquerque they, they filmed uh, Breaking Bad there for a reason, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Santa Fe was cool. I like Santa Fe, but you know where we were. Albuquerque's a shithole. Let's just say it. Yeah, I know, and it's and and, and I to tried to keep an open mind. <laughs> to all of our Albuquerque supporters. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. But yeah, Albuquerque's but a shithole. It literally, I I watched so many drug deals go down there. I was like, holy crap! I'm like, it was like there was a lady walking down the street wearing nothing but a bra and jogging shorts, and like a guy was on a mountain bike, and she was like, uh, she was like wanting whatever he was selling, and he saw us walking up to go to the restaurant, and he's like. And she's like, you know, like, look, like he, and we, the second we passed, he handed her whatever and rode away in his mountain bike. And you know, she disappeared into the night somewhere. But that, she that probably seem odd to me. Jeff and I wear that same thing when we work <laughs> They probably thought they were so incognito, also, like, no, nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just wait wear a second. bra out there. <laughs> just I mean, wait it wasn't like, it was, it was so, it was, and the, the first day we were there, it was a trade show. And my mom, my dad had just passed away. So, like, my mom came with us because I didn't want to leave her by herself. And uh, she had all my kids, and they were in the hotel. And oh, we, that, you know what? That's a real nice thing. You bring her along so she's not alone, and then you stuff her with all the kids. <laughs> she like, wanted to be there. I don't, I don't want I you don't. to be alone, and I don't want you to be alone so bad. Here's all my kids. <laughs> you know how it is. They love their grandkids. So yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I love I when my parents come down. <laughs> and so the second we got there, there was a murder, and the entire 
police force of Albuquerque was in the streets trying to track this guy down. And it was, uh, I mean, they had, it was the guys everywhere. They had everything shut off and we couldn't leave. We didn't know what was going on. They wouldn't let us sleep in the convention center to go back to the hotel. And I'm like, my God, my kids and my mom are in the hotel. Well, probably so, not. They had to vet you out to, first, buddy. They probably it, wouldn't let you leave. They were like, wait. A, he walked by and they were like, wait a second. Wasn't that, hey, there's our guy. Wasn't that guy at the Kentucky Derby? Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've seen him before. He's got a record. Derby, Benadryl, or uh, I know that guy. Well, wait a minute. Is, we used to catch that guy drinking underage in college. <laughs> I'm definitely sure I saw a picture of him. Well, you know, the funny thing is I actually talked my way out. I said, no, it's all over. They let, uh, I just heard it's all good. I'm going to, I'm just going to leave. And they let me out <laughs> and I walked back to the hotel with my wife. And she was like, my wife was like this super rule follower. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. No, and like, we're like, there's like, M raps walking and crawling down the street. And Listen, like, honey, I have a record. This guy's got nothing on me. Okay, we'll be, we'll be just fine walking guys, back to the it's hotel. A, it's amateur hour. Yeah. <laughs> what did this guy murder someone? I was arrested at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it was. It was. It, 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 we saw pictures, and the guys had like M fours, and they're wearing shorts. You know, I mean, they had. It was a big to do. It was. It was something else. I don't know whatever happened, but. You know, they, they had locked down for five hours and we got back to the hotel and, and, you know, just check on the kids. They were having a blast looking at all the, the, the dudes and the full equipment and all that stuff. They were like, wow. They're probably checking out that lady with the, <laughs> with the, the brown she, the workout she, pants she on. cleared out when the, when the police came in full force, they, they were nowhere to be found, you know? <laughs> You yeah, know, as she works at the hotel, she has to clean our room while you were gone. Uh, <laughs> My son just turned 17 this past week. And um, we, uh, short story long, long story short, whatever this turns out to be. But uh, my buddy, oh, my buddy, my son's buddy, this is probably a few years ago, we went to the Redneck Riviera. We went to, um, oh, yeah. We went to Alabama. We went to, yeah. uh, oh, God, what is it called? Dolphin Island. The Dolphin oh, Island. Yeah. So we stopped and stayed in New Orleans. And uh, my son and his, they'd never really seen. So we took him down to Bourbon, Bourbon Street. Oh, God, yeah. Daytime, you know, not, nothing too crazy going on yet. Um, there was a fraternity. And they had such a fun time. Look, They were in all, like, you know, the homeless, all the drug stuff. and well, They literally had a crack. Guy coming like, hey man, you smoke crack? If you don't, you're crazy. You want some of this? And they hey, kids, look at all the plight. So, yeah, <laughs> they thought Hold it was up. so funny. And they didn't. I was like, that's real life, man. Just saying, um, you're one or two really bad decisions from that shit. Don't ever forget it. Oh yeah, no, it's and, uh, and I want to give you your props on that, Ryan. Nice pull from National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation. Roll up. up. I missed it. What did you say? When I said, hey, kids, look at all the plight, he said, roll them up, because he tells them, hey, kids, look at all the plight, and then a gunshot goes off, and he goes, roll them up. Roll up. <laughs> when they're in St. Louis East, trying to East get St. direction. Yeah. <laughs> Could no, you tell me how to get back yeah. to the freeway? Hey, fuck your mama. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> 
Yeah, the uh, that's that's, uh, that's one of my most quoted movies of all time. Like, Great. I'm always like, when I do something stupid, like I'm like, fifty yards, fifty yards. <laughs> 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 but I I, I take a lot. I do a lot of risky stuff with motor vehicles. Oh, and like I, I'm always like, reasonable. I can already tell I, we would get along well. But here's <laughs> you need your Land Cruiser Land Rover when you're in a freaking flooded Guadalupe, bro. Oh, dude, we had a blazer and a forerunner, and get this, we're the only ones in this massive national park, and my friend Bob manages to rear end us. We're the only two cars oh, in the entire <laughs> and my friend Brent got out and about murdered him right there, and no one would have known except for me and the other four guys, but you know, <laughs> it's like, you were <laughs> Hey guys, do you remember Bob came with us? I don't remember seeing him. <laughs> oh, no. no, I never saw him. <laughs> it's funny his like his forerunner is clearly right here. Yeah, he told us we could borrow that. <laughs> and it was so funny because my friend—I uh, mean, the only two cars in the whole park—and he rear-ends us. And this is before texting and driving. You know, there were no cell phones then. This was 1990ish. It was 91. 90, yeah, it was 1990. It was uh, 92, days, 92. I was so. uh, in the good old days. So, so, so do you have any other products that aren't banana related to show us? Uh, I do. Let me see here. Ryan, you're never going to live down that banana. I uh, know. You can thank my wife. I, uh, do, I thought, hey, it was a great icebreaker, actually. Yeah, it, it is. It, 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 That's what it, I'm going to I'm gonna put that exclusively on the Dads at Drink group. That is going to be the product that we push is the banana. So this is like, you guys like boats? Hell oh, yeah. please don't let that inflate and like knock you yeah. out of that chair. No, <laughs> no this is like a, a Patagonia pack. This is an older model, but it's called a storm pack. This is a submersible zipper backpack. And we they make a million different things. They have a, a sling pack. They have a hip pack. And, like, this is the most useful thing. You can take this anywhere on a boat, kayak, whatever. And then it's like a, a normal backpack. And uh, and it's it. they're kind of pricey. We sell the heck out of these. But they, uh, they're a little pricey. We also have Fish Pond, which is another brand. It's a little less expensive, but it's 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 amazing stuff. Um, so here That'd be it great. Is. I'm a scuba diver, you, so you said it's submersible. It's like so you can go underwater. What's what is yeah. it? What, what's, what's the the gadget to it? The, the, the zipper. Go. The zipper is what you're paying for. This is like is a it? waterproof submersible zipper, and it locks down. It's kind of stiff, but it's 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 a uh, it's. It's amazing, and like so, you don't have to worry about anything. And like, I could, uh, actually, I don't have it zipped all the way. Have, so I guess like a lot now. of fish use those when they're in their schools. Yeah, look at that. And that's the zipper is not even an ounce of air coming out. Wow. So that's a good one. That's like one of my favorite. I'm like kind of grassman at straws. The and then like we have the sling pack. Totally make my joke. What's that? <laughs> I said, so I guess lots of fish use those when they're in their schools. Oh, come on. It's gold. It's gold, Jerry. <laughs> I heard your joke, actually, buddy. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to let that bad one about myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is uh, one of the best packs we sell. We sell a ton of these. There's a, 
This is like the fishing version. It's the Patagonia sling pack. Oh, yeah. Over your shoulder. Over your shoulder. This is probably my I'm favorite. I'm going to bring it back. It's called the Adam Sling Stealth Sling, I think. That's a, and good a lot of, and this one is cool because the, the regular sling pack is very popular with, especially with ladies. This is like the dude version that's made for fly fishing, but it's got this waterproof pouch in here. You can put, oh, your that's phone. super cool. Yeah. And, it, so and like, waiting and doing your, your thing and, and your, yeah. And, you and it's got like a really cool water bottle holder that holds it upside down and you can sling it around. And then when you're fishing, it's got like, your tackle box, sorry, and, and it, it's hinged so it holds flat. That's and, cool. Uh, but I use it not. I use it for fishing, but I also use it as just like an everyday right kind of man purse. So it's a uh, it's actually my son cool. has a, a version of one of those. Um, um, for us, you know, rod and real guys. But uh, yeah, that's super cool. Very convenient, lightweight. Um, did it, uh, are Faney packs back, bro? They are super back. Yes. Yeah, they're back. Yes, and they're, did you say that because of me? No. So my daughter hates that I wear a fanny pack, but I'm telling you. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about outdoor shit, man. What what do you what what kind of fanny pack do you wear? Oh, I mean it's a purse, but I call it a fanny pack. Uh, do you wear dude? it to work? Yeah, I just wear it over my shoulder. It's leather. No, I'm saying it has to be a strap on, on like a real fanny pack. No, we make. I wear one when I go run, and I wear one to my daughter's soccer tournaments because there's certain things that I have to carry. Right. When I'm wearing athletic shorts. Can we carry in your line of work? Yes, I imagine so. So yes. I yeah. wear them. She's completely embarrassed by them, but I think they're awesome. Okay, so it's the so I didn't here. bring it, and I have brand new one that's in my room right now. I should have brought it the fanny pack version of this, wow, which is amazing. And yeah. uh, and he, and it, and I'll go get it if you like, but uh, I don't want to. You like, can if you want. I don't care. So let me ask yeah. you, fanny pack, fanny pack front, or do you get what you need and twist the whole back around? I wear it in the back. Yeah, you wear it in the back, and then you uh, you can flop it around, and you know <laughs> <laughs> the one the one I have also has a a strap that you can put around your neck when you have it front because it's a fishing one. But most people are buying it just to wear because it's it's it looks cool. It's Patagonia. Patagonia makes great stuff like that. Fish pond. I should have brought some of that. That that's for the next show. Next so show. Well, if you want to show us this fanny pack, you can go grab it. It's no, not I'm gonna go grab it. I'm gonna okay. grab it. Go I'm, grab it. I'll be right back. Don't show us your banana when you leave. <laughs> hey, bro, I go outdoors. Okay. You do? Not really. Not anymore. But I did. Man, Opera used to be a very. Uh, Outdoor mm. I used to fish a lot growing up. Yeah, I can tell that. That's why I let you just handle the fly fishing thing because yeah. I had no clue what you were talking and about. And I would love, I've always wanted, I mean, um, jokingly enough, you know, movies, but I, I, I've always wanted to go fly fishing some of these awesome creeks that you're in the middle of Montana or, you know, even. I thought you were going to tell me you've always wanted to date Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. He, he looks strikingly young in that. Um, 
but no, I I um I think it's super cool. I'm sure he could show us, but uh, I would love to just learn and catch a fish on a fly rod. Be super awesome, yeah. I've been like. <laughs> super awesome ryan i will pay you i will pay you nine million dollars for that right now because i'm telling you my daughter would be so embarrassed and that thing looks awesome it is good is it pretty lightweight super lightweight that thing that's got a hard shell on it yeah it does so and, I guess it'll float then if it if it comes oh off. Oh yeah, of it's it and it, and it it's huge. It's got like, sorry, I still got the paper in there, but the, uh, I mean, you can see how big it is. I mean, it, it might be bigger than you want. Hole in there, everything. That's two water bottle holders. Yeah, nice. and it's got like a I call it the dip can pouch right here. <laughs> well, that 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 is a nice pocket though. That's oh, very that versatile. Snuff pouch. Then and then it's got like this, you oh, know. That and thing it, is awesome. It, it's got so much room in it. It is. Uh, it's great. Well, I'll tell you. I can tell you how. Uh, yeah, they go for about. Well, it's a little pricey because Patagonia, okay. one hundred nineteen dollars. But it's it's on the bigger side. But it is it is awesome, and I, I bought this for myself because. I, Actually, kind of want to transition for this for my fishing from this. Um, I don't know. I, I really like both those though. And then look, you have you have this, which is kind of cool. Uh, oh yeah, here's the strap. You can use it as a and the, t- check this out. You can use it as a as a oh, yeah as a so if you're shoulder going bag. Waters or something, or you're yeah. just you can put it around here, and you can use it like this, or you can use it as a shoulder bag. And then you have your backpack on and go in the water. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. So let me ask you, are, are vests still a thing? And do you wear fly flies? fishing? <laughs> yeah. Do you wear flies in your caps? I do not. Some people do. I usually have a patch right here on like even these have this. You dry them out. A mesh patch in like a spot or something. It's like a rubber patch now. Okay. Um, and you just kind of poke it in there. It's on a Velcro. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I don't really use that. I mean, I do, if you're dry fly, you kind of dry out your flies on there. And, uh, but I mean, I, I just use that as an everyday thing. And so my, like, it's like, you know what I think is awesome about this is uh, like, it's like golfing. Like I, I went and bought new golf clubs, but me bought me a couple of new outfits. I look like I was Tiger Woods or oh, yeah. John Daly. I look like I'm a sheep heart. <laughs> I'm glad you changed that to John Daly. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, like I mean, get some of that gear. Like, this dude's a badass. Wait a second. He's drowning. Let's go get him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, wait, that's, wait a minute. Uh, that guy just fell off a, a six-foot ladder with a chainsaw in his hand. He used to be an athlete. What happened to that dude? <laughs> So, you know, it's like, it's like my friend used to make fun of me because, like, I would show up with all this shit, you know, like, and looking like uh, I was strapped for whatever. And then my friend is like one of the best fly fishing guys. He was a guy on the Madison and Montana, and he's wearing an old Filson one. It's like literally stitched back together, has a safety pin, and, uh, and he's like, 
he'll catch 30 fish and he'll catch like three, you know, but I, you know, I look like the, I look like the pro, <laughs> but you know, I also have an advantage in the fact that I, 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 I get this stuff in my store. So it's not like, yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it's easier to come by. Is anything you carry exclusive to quest? Um, or like, you know, I work for a company that we're kind of an exclusive distributor of a certain manufacturer of meters and things like that. Are there things that that you pretty much have to come to Quest to get or you're not going to get them at least in that region? Is that safe? Well, to say? that used to be the case. Like uh, there used to be territories for certain things, especially boats, mm-hmm. you know, like kayaks and surfboards and stuff like that, which we, we don't really sell as many. Uh, we, we're sold out. And you can't get any more right now. But they used to have a territory like a car dealership, you know. Um, that's not as cut and dry anymore. Um, that makes sense. And and but you know they're 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 kind of uh, you know Patagonia used to used to be real protective of us because we're I don't know why we are but we're like the biggest single door like Patagonia dealer in the Eastern United States in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, we were anyway. I don't know if we are anymore. We kind of went down a little bit with the, the, uh, the economy. Uh, But the uh, it's uh, we're, you know, we put this way, Dick Sporting Goods and other States has Patagonia, but they don't in Louisville. Oh, that's, that's, and, that's actually saying a lot, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and they, you know, and it was, uh, so they, they're not as, they're not like that quite as much anymore. They they opened a couple of stores in town, and, uh, but they, really a lot of those stores, we've been around so long, all the stores come in, and we don't play nasty. We're like, yeah, they're here, you know, as long mm-hmm. as they're playing, not, you know, we play by the rules. Um, you know, and we, we, we don't like, oh, a new store we must eliminate them. You know, we're like, we're like, well, let's see, you know, they're fine. We'll just have a good relationship with them. As long as they have a good relationship with us, you know, it's kind of one of those things. But, um, you know, there was a store from Alabama that opened up in our old location, which was kind of troubling. But they they went out this year because of COVID. You know, a lot of stores closed. And so we're, we're the only game in town again. So, but that we didn't, we didn't lot, do any, though. yeah, I mean, it's a, it's been a tough, tough year. I'm, I'm sure it is. I mean, I, I know it is for everyone. So it's not like we're, I'm not going to woe as me, but it's been, it's been rough. <laughs> you know? So, but we're, we're surviving. We're doing great. You know, we're doing as good I, as we can. I think with the online thing, that's really going to help out. Oh yeah. And you know, I'll drive stuff to people's houses. I've done it several times. People love that. I mean, we don't have it. It's not an official thing. We can't figure out how to make our website have it be an official thing, home delivery, but we do it. You know, we'll say, would you like me to, and I'll just drive it to someone's house. They want it by today. And, and, and I'll like, you know, Louisville is a 15 minute town. You know, it's literally like you're 15 minutes from everywhere in Louisville. So it's, it, you know, it's, you go to the airport, it's 15, it's in the middle of Louisville. It's not like on the outskirts, like Denver or something like that. You're not driving 30 minutes. I don't, I don't know how close Dallas's airport is, but. We have two of them within 30 minutes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've driven, I mean, I've flown into Dallas several times for my other jobs, you know, well, at least it's, um, you know, the airport's not like um, the Cincinnati airport is actually in Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it's in Florence, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's in, it, it's, and it's, it used to be a huge airport and that, De- and Delta kind of shifted away to more Minneapolis and, Detroit. Well, that's because yeah. Nick Lachey left in uh, <laughs> LA. So yeah, it's it, it it's not quite the same. You can't. I used to drive to Cincinnati, the Cincinnati airport just to get a direct flight because you could get a direct flight out of Cincy. Louisville's airport is really small, right? Um, uh, but in, most of it is the UPS era. You know, I mean, anything. It's like Memphis has FedEx. UPS right. air hub is little, so and it's it's crazy. It's what's kept this city from. There's four things that have kept this city going no matter what. Corvette, even through it's it's uh, UPS, uh, GE, GE's main appliance park is still full functioning. Two Ford plants. Wow, and and the and every F two. And have a quest outdoors. We're just the recipient. Of, and quest outdoors. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're lucky that. to have those folks here. Yeah, you know? still being humble. I love that. Um, so. Well, t- um, what else? So, I don't. You know, we've talked about all these awesome products, and go to the website. Obviously, we um, we've shared it. We've gone to it, but. Um, I just from talking to you in our sound check the other night, and now I do understand why you're successful. You are a very approachable guy. You're fun. You're very likable uh, oh, for a convict. Sure. Uh, you, um, you, you really a are. Legend, honestly, you really are. You're, you're a man's man, and and you're fun, and you're knowledgeable, <laughs> and um, you're good spirited. So. Um, Tell us some of the coolest places you've been. Say three of the best places you've been um, trip-wise, outdoors, fishing. Give us some great where stories on where you've been and what you did. Well, my when I was 19, right after all that rigmarole with the, I almost couldn't go to uh, because the the derby. I had that court date when I was supposed to leave, you know, to go overseas uh i was going to study in austria and that was one of the i wish i had the picture it's here somewhere you know i i keep joking i was talking to your buddy steve last night it's like i gotta i can't i have to quit using that we just moved in four years ago you know <laughs> <laughs> i can't everything's still in boxes we just moved in four years I understand. ago that's so like it's like there's this picture of this sheet that I have, and it's and my wife put that damn sheep because it tried to murder me. Uh, but you know, I, I like I like literally was in Innsbruck, Austria, studying. You know, uh, the University of New Orleans of all things. It was kind of weird. They had a program there, and um, so outside your window, you're in the middle of the Alps, right? You're in the Dol- the Dolomites are right here. Um, the Alps, you know, the Swiss Alps are right. You're 15 minutes from Switzerland, 15 minutes from Italy, 15 minutes from Germany. Wow. So you're right there in what they call the Brenner Pass, and it's beautiful. 
And, you know, it's, you know, it's a city of 200,000 people, but you walk the whole city in 10 minutes. Everyone walks, you know, and uh, you're in the valley and your dorm room is like, you know, everything got kind of messed up in World War II, like a lot of Europe. And uh, so it, it's like kind of not a real pretty dorm, you know, university. It's like kind of modern construction, um, like a lot of Germany and the cities is like more modern construction, you know, cause a lot of the old buildings were just raised to the ground, but this dorm, you're, you had a window and you look out and you're looking at the Alps, you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> you don't get some of the five-star like Alpine resorts don't have a, as good a view, you know, and uh, you're sitting there. And, and so you, my friends and I were like, we're going to climb that mountain. And we go and we're like, and I was into that, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was into that back then, even, you know, it's like more into that than I am now is a much better shape. So, so I, we go, we're climbing this mountain. We're going to, we're going to do it. And it's called the Nordcat. And so we're like, wow, and, you know, it's snowing, you know, that you wake up and there's snow. It's in the middle of the summer. And I only brought shorts because I was like, oh, it's summertime, <laughs> you know? And like, so, I had to go buy pants and a boots and stuff while I was there. And I, and so we go, all right, we're climbing the mountain. And and my friend was from Eunice, Louisiana. And, you know, he didn't do a lot of climbing. So I said, just follow me. We're going to do this. So we go up there and uh, we climb the, the, this mountain. We're like, oh, you know, it's like epic. You're like climbing up. You know, you're not doing a lot of super technical. It's more scrambling. You know, it's more of approach climbing and, and you're climbing up and we get up to this pasture and we're on, you know, it's like, it's like kind of like the false summit. It's not a huge mountain, but it's typical Alps. It's very vertical. Right. And, um, and like you're, so we're up there and I get up this, this pasture is beautiful. Alpine pasture is up there and there's sheep everywhere. I'm like, Ah, and uh, this is beautiful. And like the sheep are, you know, there's this 85 year old Austrian man in kind of more traditional. And this is the not early 90s. So I love you know, how everyone is 80 to Ryan. Everybody is 80. 80. Yeah, he's 85. He might have been 20, but he, you know, these, he, he would change, he was literally lighting a cigarette off another one, you know, and like, and I'm like, holy shit, how'd this guy get up here? And like the, he has all these sheep. And I'm like, I didn't see a road. There's no car around here. He's like this. Seriously, he's 85. He's at least 85 years old, and he's laughing at us because we we're like, ah, <laughs> oh, you know, we just climbed this mountain. And we're not even to the top yet, and but it's still like, you know, 10,000 feet up, you know. And it's like, and we're like, you know, I mean, God, you know, this we're so proud of ourselves. And his sheep keeps trying to ram me off the side, and I'm like. Wait, how does this guy get up here? That 85-year-old chain-smoking man walked up there. So it just deflated us. But, you know, like, we, we, it immediately took us back down to earth. Like, okay, we're not that tough. You know, this guy does this every day. <laughs> you know, as he's literally lighting a cigarette up there. But it was beautiful. And then we finished up climbing up the top. You get to the top, and it's... It, you know, it, it is what you think of when you think of the Alps. You know, it's it's beautiful. And that's where they just over the cor the top of that and you get into Italy, you that's where they find the Iceman. Uh, you you look him up, it was a mummified guy, 
and 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 he was kept at the University of Innsbruck till the Italians sued to have him returned. You know, there are the Austrians and the Italians. That border is very contentious. You know, uh, and, and and but it was it was beautiful, um, and so really, I I really love mountain climbing. And then so then we went to Switzerland, and you go to places like Davos, and you know you get the you get all the famous mountains like the uh, Eiger and 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 like all that over there. I didn't do that one because that's very technical and it was more technical then because there's a lot of ice you know a lot of ice and snow on that but it was beautiful and uh, I'm, I'm really lucky to have gotten to do that you know and uh, um, you go to Germany it's it was it was it was a lot simpler time than too it was still like you had to get francs and you had to get shillings and you had to get marks. You know, every time you went to a different country, your money was no good. <laughs> you know, you end up with a lot of, you know, it, it was pre-euro by a long shot. You went with you a know. lot of uh, a lot of memorabilia that you give away to your kids or keep in a box or something like that. Yeah, right? like you had, you know, like lira and stuff like you had like a, you know, you had tons of stuff that you're never going to spend again. You know. So, so I, I watched a. Uh, oh, this I, I went to the nature uh, Fort Worth. A nature museum or whatever. And we saw the IMAX Swiss out a deal and um, I was just in all of that place. I can't imagine seeing Switzerland it. Switzerland is amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine seeing it and, and actually doing that because you're right. The, the mountains are so vertical. That's why you have the cool contrast and then you have snow and then you have these, but um, yeah, it's it, it like, you know, you're going up and you're falling straight down. There is no kind of, yeah. And you, you know, you get on the way up. you're all, all like, uh, it looks like gravel, you know, this is scree fields and, and it's, uh, and there's still, there were still glaciers that, you know, active yeah. in that area. And it was, uh, I don't know, I, you know, haven't been back since it was, you know, it was amazing. East Germany had just, Become part it's of not Germany. allowed back there anymore. There's a story that he's not telling us. No, no, no I, okay, maybe, but yeah, <laughs> I saw yeah. Russians in scope. No, there so, were actually when I went to East Germany, they were still pulling out, and that was the first time I was like, you know, we grew up watching Red Dawn, you know, and like, oh yeah, you didn't, and like you're waiting for that you? to happen, you know, and uh, and I go did to you see Dolph Lundgren while you're there. Oh uh, no, no, I did not. Uh, but he was. Uh, I will say this: it was it was pretty crazy. We went to Potsdam, you know, just a historical. We were part of the classes. We went to see all these historical places, and um, there was uh, Russians were pulling out of their base in East Germany still. And there was the big red star on the truck and the Russian troops are loading up their trucks, you know, still it, the wall was down. I could add a piece on the wall. I'm so stupid. You know, it was sitting there. It just come down. So there's still pieces of it up, you know, like in like the middle of Berlin was a giant. It looked like a giant. Someone had just bisected the city and then never mowed it again. They've taken yeah. all the mine, you know, the, the battlements up, the towers were gone, but there was like a big grassy field, like long field down the middle of Berlin. And it was crazy. And like the west side is like, like I said, it was like more modern buildings. The east side still looked like there were still bullet holes from World War II. 
You know, like it was crazy. It was just crazy to see that. I, I tempt, I, I really want to see what Berlin looks like now, but you know, it was, it just happened and they had really not congealed as a country again. I think, I think there's tear was, down funny. that wall. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It so was, you keep it was, speaking about something that happened in that area of the world. Well, what are you talking about? You, you keep mentioning that there were buildings destroyed and stuff. What, what happened? Oh, it was a giant uh, bombing, <laughs> bombing by allied bombers. You know? <laughs> I mean, was there like a guy trying to take over the world or what? Oh what yeah. Happened yeah. They, they don't like talking about that, by the way. <laughs> Did happened. you know? <laughs> Did you know that you can't have a swastika in Germany? Uh, it, oh, it's know. outlawed if you get caught with one. It's like, oh, yeah. Huge they they won't even trouble. sell like the video games that we have, you know, like, uh, stuff. yeah, they it won't even allow it. You have wow. to you just have a moment, bro. Did we say Wolfenstein at the same time? Did we yeah, say it we at did. the same time? We did. Yeah. Did we just become best friends? Did we come? Yeah, the, I think yeah. we just did. <laughs> Are you talking about the old computer one where you're like trying to go through the maze and no, they, the they now, of course, but they make new ones that are unbelievable. You should see the new, oh, they're like super hyper. My sons play that. They're crazy. Like the Duke Nukem and, and all that now is unbelievable when you see them now. Well, you know, it's funny. Innsbruck, Austria was the winter Olympics, right? So right below the ski jump is sitting right below that is the Austrian cemetery from world war ii and all and it was austria is a little different than germany uh when i was there they're a little less repentant than than the germans were and they're all the the graveyards right there next to the ski jump and there they were that, that's super depressing while you're trying to compete oh i know well he, he makes you think i'm best up am i gonna end up there you know you know, you know, it's like, but there, there's like still swastikas on all the graves. You know, I mean, I think there's still some of that in Germany too with the war so graves. But. Wolfgang Puck cooked you breakfast yeah. in Austria <laughs> and then Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll tell you what, I ate the same thing every day while I was there. Bratwurst with simph mustard. And then there was an Italian pizza oh. joint down the street. It was the best pizza I've ever eaten. Really? A lot of Italians in Innsbruck because it's right there. You know, I cannot stand bratwurst. Mm. Bratwurst are lovely. Oh. I love them oh. with the, the mustard, that must that German mustard. It's great. So, so but, that was amazing. Um, so let me ask you, I mean, how did you get, so, you know, before I started joking about you know, incarcerated. By the way, you're a great guy. You don't have a crazy criminal. We're making fun of an incident we talked about. It was, it's really. I beat the rap, man. Yeah, but so how did you get into this? And obviously it sounded as though you you were an outdoorsman or a climber and all this. Is this something you and your dad or family did? Or how did you kind of come about doing all this? My dad was not, my dad was grew up extremely poor, rural, farm boy. Um, he would joke. He didn't take us camping a lot. He would go with us grudgingly. He said it was cold enough in my house growing up that I don't need to prove anything by camping. <laughs> Living in his house was camping enough for him. You know, even when he was in the army, he was an army officer. And he said he would he would go in like, especially when he was doing his, you know, his last years as guardsman, you know, in reserve after his 
he full time. He was sitting at APC with a heated blanket because he's like, man, I, I've done enough of this shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. he was uh, he was great. He was one of the best men I've ever known in my life. But we didn't do a lot of that. But we did have a cabin that my great aunts had. And they would just, you know, there were no computer games. My mom wouldn't allow me, but there were, any, you know. And uh, so they just let me outside. I wouldn't, they wouldn't see me for a weekend. You know, I would just be roaming around the woods. And and so I loved it. And the first real trip I had was uh, really how I got hooked. And really one of the first times I shopped at my own store was 1987. You remember what and, you bought? Yeah, I remember exactly what I bought. I bought a sleeping pad, a backpack, uh, the tent that I took with me. Um, I bought like odds and ends like you need to store, but everything was so much more. I bought old school stuff because I thought that's what you needed, but you know, they just, the internal frame pack had started to be the thing. I had mm. the external frame pack still. Okay. And, what I had in the Boy Scouts was the internal. Yeah. And that that's the way it is now. They, we don't even sell the external. Some Boy Scout troops still like the external frames for some reason. Well, it takes up uh to me, it takes up a lot of space inside your pack. Yeah, it does. And you can strap everything to the ex external right. frame. So I went through the outer Rondeck Mountains and I went by myself. And it was like one of those things like I, w I was not afraid to go somewhere I didn't know anyone, you know, and I kind of liked it, actually. So there used to be this thing called American Youth Hostels. And um, and they did trips. They did outward bound trips. They did all this stuff. And you sign up, you did kayak trips. It's like uh um, Knowles now. Knowles does this now. Um, but before that, there was American Youth Hostels, and then, and you um, like hostel, like you stay in, you know. But it was like, a, and so you go up there, and not like hostel youth, but some of them were. I can't, you know. <laughs> and uh, the uh, we go in there. I went to Lake Placid. I drove up to Lake Placid with my parents. They dropped me off, and I met like there's seven girls from Buffalo, New York and one girl from Chicago and one dude from Vermont and me. And we went all through the Adirondack mountains. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever done. And it was, it was great. You know, and I was 16. And there were five girls and just you and another seven dude. girls, seven girls and just and you and another dude. Yeah. Ooh. And all the girls from Buffalo were, you know, the sweetest girls we were all beautiful, but I had a girlfriend, so I, it was just a friendship thing, you know. Like, weird plus, part of the story that guy never yeah, made it back. Yeah, that other guy, <laughs> the other, they never the found other guy, him again. No one was really, no one was really into that other guy because he was he was a strange cat. And of course, I had. Oh, to, I know it was a broke back mountain situation. <laughs> yeah, they, he I'll wished tell they you could this. quit you. Yeah, they, they literally. <laughs> I can't that, quit you. That guy smelled bad before the trip started. All right, we everyone. Oh and no! So I like had to be that. his tent mate, and like he was from Vermont. His bo and, was like. Oh, it wasn't even that. It was a bo would have been an improvement. I don't know what the guy <laughs> was rolling around in in Vermont, but he, he had swamp ass. So we literally had to share a tent. I slept outside almost the whole time, you know. And there are lean twos out there, but I couldn't stand it, and and so like um, I, I just slept outside cowboy camp. You know, a lot of it. And, um, but it so, was amazing. 
1987, you walked into Quest Outdoors. 87. 1987. Yeah. So let me ask you. 86. 86 was when you went in, but you bought it 10 years later, right? You bought in 10 years later. I bought in in 01 or 02. So let me ask you, in 1987, were you more of like a YouTube, I still found what you're looking for? Were you more like George Michael, I want your sex? I was a straight, straight no well, what are we doing here? What, what is I'm, that? Just, I'm just naming off popular songs. I was, uh, I was, uh, I'll tell you what, I was a I clash. Going. Do you? No. I, I wouldn't say this. I was, I was a pretty, Louisville had a pretty, and actually it's funny because Louisville is made a lot of national news lately. Louisville had a serious punk rock scene and it was, it's world famous. Actually, Levi. Their really? national ad ad campaign. You can look it up. There is Louisville in the eighties. It's Levi's national campaign because they said without Louisville in the eighties, there would be no grunge. Really, Louisville, Louisville's punk rock scene influenced. It was the post punk, post hardcore era, hmm. and and actually one of my best friends was one of those band members, and it was a band called Slint. And he actually worked at the store until two years ago. He he was he's well regarded. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. His name is Todd Bashir. And he's, he's a very good friend. I go to concerts with him all the time still. But his band was, and there's bands, all kinds of bands in Louisville that literally took, you know, punk rock was what it was in the 70s and 80s and early 80s. But then Louisville had a whole new scene. So I was into that. I was a big skateboarder. Um, Were you into like the Ramones and shit? Yeah, I, I, everyone loves the Ramones. I love the Ramones still, and they're great, you know. But I was into did you everything. Watch those films like Rock and Roll High and stuff like that. I I didn't. You know, it's so funny. I, I never really watched a lot of the rock. You know those those music movies. You know, right? I just, like heavy I, metal, rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, I mean, like you had like the you listen to a lot of like uh, you know. Um, Oh God! Why can't they suicidal tendencies stuff Suicide like that? Yeah, yeah, like them. yeah, circle jerk stuff like that. There was a lot of misfits. Did you like the cult at all, or was that too mainstream? What's that? The cult was that too mainstream for you? It was a little more. I mean, I listened to. It. I mean, I listened to everything, but like I, I, the stuff I was into when I was in high school was, you know, it was a little harder edged. Um, but you know, we had a band. I was in a band with a guy who's still in a band. He was the real talent. I was just the drummer. <laughs> you know, like I was replaceable. Uh my sons He's are still in a coming band around like, like Ryan, bro. Yeah. What's up with the fucking band, man? Yeah. Well, we, you know, it's so funny. And and to this day we're friends. We're friends on Facebook. His name's John Strasburg. He's great. He's like in Silicon Valley. He's like really successful. Um uh, but you know, he and I were friends from age five till we were in a band, and he had like nine hundred girlfriends, right? <laughs> and so one of them liked me, and we didn't even—I didn't even—and I made the mistake of talking to her. We never even made, you know, or we never even—we did more than talk. We never was it, but that was enough to get me kicked out of the band. That's <laughs> like, had, right there, man. Yeah, I know it was bad, and so I, I broke the cardinal dude rule and uh, that's the only time i've ever done that but uh we're still friends to this day but he's he's still in a band it's uh but he's also got a day job 
<laughs> you know, but my sons are a really good band right now. And uh, my two older sons, like 21 and 18, and they're much better musicians than I ever was. I'm like a hack, but that's uh, that's what I was into, like. Dead Kennedys, the Descendants, the Melvin. Yeah, that, all that. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. The Replacements, the, you know, all, you know, Bob Mould. I'm trying to even think. Husker Du, all yeah. that stuff. I'm looking at a and it's on, actually on there, man. Good. Yeah. Good. Husker Du's is the number two from that era, actually. Oh, yeah. Candy Apple Gray. That was a good album. So, Husker Du, yeah. all I can think about is Joe Dirt. Yeah, got no Husker News, Husker Don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were they were a big band. Bob Mold was the lead the lead dude for that band. He, I wasn't was ever like, into. I wasn't ever really into punk. That was one that. I mean, it was okay because huh. then it kind of turned into ska and it kind of turned into like Idy Mighty Boston's and stuff like that. And I was never. So Dustin know. is a rap and heavy metal. I like metal. Do you? Yeah, I, I, there's a Texas band. It's my I go see. I've seen more than any band ever. Who's that? Sword. Man, I've never heard of them. A sword. Oh, you'll love it. They're they're from Austin. Kind of fitting for your Quest Outdoors acts. Yeah. Sword. Maybe they should yeah, do the like sword. a theme song for you guys. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've asked them. <laughs> they they have so many good. Songs you love them, man. I go every time I've seen them in the last three years. I went with that guy, Todd Brashear. He loves them too. He was a bass player for the Slint, and he was amazing. He was like, I have the guy lead guitarist guitar. My my wife bought it for me for Father's Day one year. He was selling it. On so this Moshpit shit or what? No, not really. It's kind of like stoner metal. It's it's actually not yeah, like man. Austin. It's not like cook. It's not cookie. Monster metal, you know, it's more like lead singer can sing. Um, it's pretty hard, but so it's, it's like a five finger death punch. More like imagine Almond Brothers meets Black Sabbath meets someone much harder. Golly, man! And it's it's pretty good. You like you you try it out. It's it's good All stuff. Right. And and only listen to the first three albums. All right, and then and then forgive them for the fourth. Well, <laughs> that's like uh, that's like Godsmack, man. Godsmack used to be so yeah. good, and then oh, they yeah, just yeah. started turning out garbage. Yeah, I, well, I they, loved them. I I saw them with Metallica. They these guys toured with Metallica for a while. Yeah, I I I saw them open up for Metallica, and then I saw them on the other side tour, and it was Godsmack, but it was all acoustic. So. They played all their stuff except acoustic versions of it, and it was phenomenal. Hmm. You ever listen to Clutch? I've heard of them, but I can't they think of anything. Clutch. I've, I've heard of Clutch, but I'm not. I, but I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Like I'm not music. a fan. Matter of fact, when Clutch was the, usually the headliner when they toured with the Sword, and I left both times when Clutch played because I was there to see Sword. But there's one band that you will love. It's called American Sharks. And a band called Red Fang, and those are great, kind of newer kind of metal bands that are sonar metal, kind of modern. Yeah, it's it's almost like American Sharks and Red Fang. Kind of like, pull that shit up, man. Let's see what's up. It's good stuff. 
All right. I, I hope I don't get hit with. Uh, I can't play it for too long because I'll get hit with copyright stuff. So. Oh yeah. Oh, who gives a fuck? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Just kidding. Just kidding. You'll know the song Freya. It was on. If you're listening to uh, the Sword, that was a big one for them. Give me a I good song from Sword. Uh, Sword, I would say. Uh, uh, Black River. Um, that's a good one. Um, Freya is the most, it's like one of the most Freya. famous. Freya, like F R E A, well, like a goddess, Norse goddess. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was on a, a Guitar Hero, is what made that super famous. It was on okay. the first one. wonder how the financial part of that worked out. Right, I don't sword, think it what give me that song again. Freya or Black River. I love Black River. If you like heavy metal, Black River is good. It's not death metal, right? No, no, it's not at all. Ryan, where's the coolest place you fished at? Ireland. Really? Where? And kind of like uh it's a it's it's kind of like I, I, it's a river, but it's in Connemara, which is the the Gaelic part of Ireland, up the north. It's not Northern Ireland. It's in Republic. What were you fishing for? Uh, salmon. Really? And trout. But trying to get salmon. I didn't have a lot of luck, but I didn't care because it was so beautiful. I've never seen anything so pretty. I'm, I'm, I've got like Irish and Dutch. I'm, I'm, my last name's Watson, so I, those are kind of my roots. I've always wanted to go back there and well, the part where I was at, it was so weird because my dad always said we were from Galway because we're, you know, I have a lot. Right, I mean, actually, yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. I could get behind that. You hear the vocals, they're not real cookie monster. So, uh, very much Black Sabbath to me. A lot harder. Old Black Sabbath. Yeah, but listen, if you let it go, it gets really hard. And uh, let's skip forward because I can only play bits and pieces of it. So yeah, before you start getting in trouble, that almost sounds like Southern rock. Yeah, well, definitely. They actually cover. Well, I was going to say the people that did Black Betty. I can't think of their name. Oh, uh, like uh, Jet, uh, Ramjet. There you go. Sounds a lot like them. Yeah. They actually, they cover cheap sunglasses by ZZ Top, and it, you can't even tell the difference. And saw like, ZZ Top live. And, and not to give heavy yeah, I, did, I just saw them last year. Not to give a heavy metal bad name. They're not always known for their vocals. These guys actually have some pretty good vocals. And then you look at them, they look like normal dudes. Really, and I have the lead guitarist's guitar, and 
I was going to bring it to the show. And like that, you know, I, the guy, when he sold it to me on eBay, it was just, he's selling one. He actually recorded that album with this guitar. Oh, and I go, and I was like, oh man, I love this guy. Guy's a character on stage. He's like fun to watch. He has like the long blonde hair. He's like doing the air NATO. And like, I go up there, I'm like, okay, Todd, we're going to see the sword concert. And he goes, I'm going to bring this guitar and get it signed by Kyle Shute. And he goes, Oh man, and he's like super, he's got super <laughs> country. He goes, oh, dude, that's so rock and roll. He goes, oh, dude, that's so concert. Uh, <laughs> guitar between your legs to watch the concert. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm not going to bring the guitar. And then I talked to the tour manager at the merch booth. He goes, dude, you should have brought the guitar. You know, he would have totally had you backstage and signed it. And I'm like, oh, oh man. I was like, so hopefully. But you want me to do to shut up with his guitar. I know. I know. He, he He's a I super. A guitar. I, I, I'm just trying to show it like my hard dick. Just sign it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. So he shamed me. Out. Of course, Todd's played with like Naked Ray Gun and famous like post metal, post punk bands. Yeah, like, Y'all have to introduce me to that. So. I'm 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 cool with that. Like heavy metal, I'm not a death metal, but Dustin needs to introduce me to some some of that stuff. But okay, so are I'm you on? Are you on iTunes, Dustin? No, I actually use YouTube Music, which is way better. Um, if you have, I don't know if my son's band's on there, but okay. If you check out, um, I'm not sure if their new album's on Spotify and all that. It's PM Wakers like Waker, like W-A-K-E-R-S. And if you go to our Facebook page, you'll hear part of their stuff. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, they're – drummer my, too? Hold on. My, my kid's the drummer. My other son's the lead guitarist and singer. It's only oh, really the name again. P.M. Wakers, W-A-K-E-R-S. It's the only – I think they named it because no one else in the world would have ever named their band that. Is that pretty much <laughs> – Pretty much I think you're fine. Here. What's that? I think you're fine. Cheap yes, addiction. Uh, you can go. Uh, cheap is the song everyone loves. Okay. Uh, but right, I also go. like addiction too. Addiction All is right. awesome. Is this what go. they want to do? Uh, it's what my middle son, the drummer, wants to do. My oldest son is like. Okay. I'm liking that's it my, so far. That's yeah. a pretty good start. Well. Oh, I like that. This song is really popular. Hmm. Sound very much like uh, Cage the Elephant. They like them. Uh, they're they're from Kentucky. Uh, sounds like um, G uh, G Love and Special Sauce. Very much so. I like these guys a lot. Yeah, this is very good. Black Crows ish a little bit. He's got a southern draw. You know, he's he's got a southern. That's what I think is cool about it. It's yeah. a southern rock heavy metal. Yeah, and vibe. They, I like and that. They, they are, you know, my. My my son, the singer and lead guitarist. I mean, he's freaking amazing. And my other son's a really good drummer. And they have a bass player named Eddie. 
His dad was just got out of the joint. The joint. <laughs> so he knew you. Yeah. Uh, no, he was in there for hey, real. My, I think our dad did time together, man. Well, his his dad was a accountant for a biker gang. Mm. Oh, well, that'll get you sometimes. Yeah. Sons of anarchy. Whatever. All right, let's listen to uh, Addiction. That's a good one, too. Very Southern rock. That's... That's good. I really yeah, like that. That that song reminds me of a different song, like the beginning of it. Uh, hmm. I love the name of the album. Yeah, worst people in the world. Yeah, <laughs> worst people on earth. That's great. <laughs> oh, I almost just crushed my foot with my giant filling ass. Oh, well, you don't want to do that because it'll chop it off. <laughs> These guys are awesome. I'm, I'm Those guys are good, man. Them. That's good. And they had a band called Pope Lick before, but they decided that's a, a legend here in Louisville. And so they figured that uh, people wouldn't know what that was. And uh, they're pretty good. That was a, they had some really good music when they were there. And they just basically recorded that. The guy who, or, who recorded My Morning Jacket recorded that. Uh, Steve, uh, uh, Kevin Ratterman, and it's a famous studio here in town called La La Land. And so, all the My Morning Jacket albums are recorded at the same studio. And actually, Jim James was watching them record while while we we're sitting there. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Jim James, the lead singer for that band, Dustin so, is uh going in hyperdrive right now. Why is that? This is your genre, bro. This is, yeah, this is my stuff. This is you. Hey, uh, I just want to point this out to you, Ryan, real quick. You told me that it was a long day and that you were only going to come on for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. It's one o'clock. Quick, quick update. <laughs> uh, you've been on for two and a half hours. Ah, that's what my friend said. This is, these guys have no idea that you're just full of shit. You're going to be. Well, no, no, no. No, 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 no. We're always like this. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens with every guest. They'll go, listen, I got 45 minutes to give you guys. And then they stay on for three and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, well, they, no are... we didn't mean that. We didn't mean that. as No, a no, guy. no. I know what you I was just teasing. No, I, I wanted to point out how much you enjoy our company. I know. It's exactly the case. It's exactly I'm, the case. I'm I, good I, with I, it. it. This just feels right. Yeah. You know what? This is like, uh, we, we should do this in person sometime. I'll come yeah, down there. Well, I have a whole studio in my house, so I have extra mics and everything. So, well, plus he has a whole warehouse in in, in a store, so you never know. Well, you know, I have family in Texas, lots of family. Do you really wear out? Mostly in Houston and Galveston. Oh, so I told you my wife's from Galveston. Um, Yeah, yeah. My cousin Dave just uh, he's there, and he I love he's like my. You know, my brother from another mother kind of thing. He's like my close cousin. Right. Yeah, I have I have some cousins like that. They're Dave really Lamar. The, the the Lamar side's off. Shout out to Lamar. What's up, David Lamar? Yeah. 
No, but uh, I will say this: I hate Houston, but that's all good. Uh, you know, I'm I, I, I get you. I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not beholden to the city of Houston, but I love my family. They're they're my closest. Uh, my I have an uncle in Atlanta who's also a Lamar, and those those are my 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 yeah. my, my mom's brothers, and they're uh, super close. So. So so, let me ask. How's your mom? How's your mom doing? She's uh, doing okay. Oh, she's doing fine. She's here in town right now. She lives in South Carolina part of the year, and she yep. uh, she comes back here. She uh, she's doing great. She's she's like literally one of those ladies who gets up right. and runs three miles at age seventy six. Really? Does water aerobics. Does yoga. She's a badass. And, and, and never eats right now. What's that? Watching his kids right now as yeah, oh, no, she, that's the nope. funny part. She never watched my kids. She said, "I already did that." She's <laughs> just like her mom. Her mom was that way too. She got my my grandmother never watched us when we were little either. That much to yeah. to not heavy the mood. How long's your dad been passed now? It'll be 2016, January 5th. Well, God bless you, man. Yeah, it was hard, man. He was. He was uh, he was about as good a person as there ever was, and uh, I tell you, he uh, it it was quick. It was not like we knew nothing was wrong. With him. He had really it, it. Really, this whole COVID thing is because that was when H one N one was going around. Yeah, and uh, he got the flu and he died on his birthday at the dinner table with just wow. my mom. And they they I wish they I kind of wish they had not tried to revive him. They did, but he was, he, it was not, he wasn't there anymore. And they were on a machine and, you know, not to bring this down. This has been too good, but yeah, like I, I was the one. Well, that yeah. Of, well, man, God bless you, man. Uh, yeah, it was tough, but you know, it was, uh, he was, a, he was, a, you know, it's amazing. That guy was so freaking brilliant. Um, and it came from nothing, you know, it was, uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, he was a farm boy. Uh oh, we lost Dustin. There I am.
All right, I got you back now. What happened? I don't know. It kicked you both out all of a sudden. Let's see if he gets back in. Is he like bedtime? Like all of a sudden, it kicked you both all of a sudden. I'll have to edit all this in post. So that's fine, man. We are back. I don't know what happened. You guys brought down. The it's and probably best. We're going down a dark road there. The, the internet was like, I really. Dustin cut production out. on us, man. He was like, oh, these motherfuckers are all cut. <laughs> We're talking about prison and death. Come on, guys. Yeah, so, anyway, no. hey, how about this? Let's, I know we're getting long in, in the tooth here, but what are some of the coolest things you see coming down? The way for Quest that we can look forward to. How about that? Well, <laughs> that's a tough one. I mean, well, I will considering say this. the oh, unknowns, oh, I know that. I got, I, mean, I got the uh, the one thing we did just get, which is amazing. Have you seen One Wheels? You said something about that the other night. Yeah, we are the one. We are the only one wheel dealership in the state of Kentucky, and is and actually. Listen to the song RBF. That's my favorite song by them. I don't know why I didn't think of that. That is, we used it as a theme <laughs> song for my sons playing the theme song as their people are shredding on this one wheel. And it's, <laughs> it's actually, and it actually worked out perfect. But it's one of the coolest little silly things, but it's it's kind of pricey, but they're really popular. People How like pricey. Make, uh, they can go up to 1800, um, but they go like 20 miles an hour. Are these like take the place like a Segway kind of deal? No, they're weird. They're like a skateboard with a giant wheel in the middle. So and, I would get, I would and, definitely break my head. Oh no, I'm I fully plan on trying because uh, I love stuff like that. I will like, I I I, I like. Uh, Dustin nods his head like like I'm a pretty athletic guy. Yeah, well, yeah you, see, were, well, you were a quarterback for a, I want to see Dustin. Right. I want to see listen, Dustin. On all I'm going to put shit. the kibosh on all this right now, okay? <laughs> Jeff used to be very athletic. He was a college quarterback. This guy can't play kickball in the neighborhood without blowing out a knee. That's fucked up and wrong. Uh, I was playing <laughs> basketball. <laughs> whatever. It was basketball. Uh, whatever. It's whatever. Hey, I'm back on the side. I'm back in the saddle. It's all good. I'm ready to go. You just and, and I won all three games versus those little teenagers. Okay, they were twelve. <laughs> were you like man. throwing like eight year old shots? Like no, nah, these were like grow, grown men, like eighteen year olds and stuff. So <laughs> okay, all right, hold on. Now you're you're exaggerating. Those no, were, it was a 17, 17, 18 year old that we were playing. So when you rode that bike across that bike ramp, how old was that kid? You borrowed his bike. He was like eight. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know, so I have a training wheels of, on it. No, I was, I was afraid this I was going to break his spokes. Decides he's going <laughs> to jump a, a bike ramp and almost broke the kid's bike. And I oh, had yeah. like two inches of air. So, well, how big are you, Jeff? How tall are you? I'm six foot. I go about 250. Okay. Because I'm, I'm not far from you. I'm like uh, 220, uh, about 5'11. So, okay. Yeah, with shoes on. Got the got the guns. <laughs> I got yeah. They're somewhere in the safe. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I can't. This thing is. I, I, this is genetics. My dad. My dad looked like a, a bulldog, and he looked like a. He was. You know, he played Division One college basketball for Purdue, and and got picked up by the Reds. So he was like a super athlete. He was only five seven. And but really? when he got a older, he, oh well, you know, it was the fifties, dude. You know, he was like, he was like, he could. He must he have been like point a point guard, guard or something. He, he was the point guard, and uh, but he was a shortstop, and he was the point guard uh, for both. But he was like super athlete, military, won the military. He got out, and he never did anything else. It wasn't like he's like I've done all my athletics. For the lifetime, and so and he was he was done camping. He was done with athletics. Oh, yeah, he was no. like, you know what? You no, know, he was like done. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna watch this TV. And basically, he'd sit God there and him smoke for that. and drink a gin and tonic. <laughs> God bless him for that. So my my dad's, you know, he was in the navy. He he's 75 now. He can go shoot his age in golf right now. My dad was smoke, a hell of a smoke, plus smoked, you know. 15 Winston lights, drink eight beers. Um, he's a beast. But hey, you know what? I want to bring up too, though. Um, I know we're having a great time. Um, can you speak of how awesome that your wife is and the influence she has on your business? Because oh she, she brought it up. You brought it up, and she seems to be a rock. And uh, she is. She I'm the one. A very I'm integral the, part of your business. I'm. I'm kind of like. This is me. This is what I do for the business now. I'm I'm really not good. I'm good at negotiations with like certain like brands and stuff. She holds everything together. I'm good with employees. That's the the one thing. Uh, but you know, like because she is the glue, the machine. She is everything. She is she is just she's like the person that can put the blinders on and go forward. You know, and like nothing's gonna phase her. She didn't get, she didn't get uh, an, overly animated. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had an incident at the store the other day. She handled it perfectly. I, I, I actually threw someone out. You know, it, a lot of people are keyed up right now. You know, and it was yeah. There's some. It was customers yelling at each other, and I just had to, we had to break it up. But like, uh, it wasn't us. You know, we we actually. Or I think we did everything perfectly. It was, uh, uh, but she is, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because she really deserves every bit of credit and she does too much. She won't like, she'll do everything. If you let her, she will not. Right. I, I can delegate. Um, cause I have to, cause I'm really not worth a damn. On a lot of stuff. <laughs> Well, I, yeah. I could definitely understand. I know my limits. That's what, that's you what you would be good at um, customer relations and dealing with employees. Yeah, um, understanding all the emotions of it. Or, you know, I'm I could read, definitely I'm a rational person, but I'm, I'm good at making decisions. She's really good at execution. Everything. That's good. So y'all make a great team. So it's, how it's is it working we, with we your learned, wife? Hey, we work together 24 7. Matter of fact, I, when I went to go get this little backpack, she goes, How's it going? And I'm like, You're not listening? <laughs> she goes, Now I'll listen to it later. <laughs> so, y'all really are a team. And cool. no one really does listen. So, y'all are a team. Y'all work together, your husband and wife. Y'all are truly a, a complete team. Oh, yeah. And it, it's really like, a, it's like everything I'm not, she is, and everything. Yeah. There's not a whole lot she's not. So I'm, 
I'm just there for comic uh, relief most of the time. I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> I say this. You can say that about all of our wives because I'm I'm pretty sure if I didn't have my wife, I would be hungry, extremely dirty. Uh, <laughs> I, I would right. know. Ditto. But you know I, what? I, I, I have an incredible wife too. She's strong. She's very strong-willed. She she fills in um, all the blanks that I have. So it is. It's actually. Um, I We're actually really love having a strong wife. I I, I truly do. Um, and you know, Dustin has an amazing wife. She's a first responder. She's a nurse. Yeah, um, nurse in a ER. God, I, I, I wouldn't have it any way. What would be the point if someone doesn't challenge you and then can't pick up the weight when when you're not able to do it? So, yep. oh yeah, she she. I'm her third, her fourth son. Sometimes, <laughs> am I? Like, I told that it's like yeah. having a fourth kid. <laughs> and, and the one thing I'm good at is I I've been told that, I'm four kids combined, but whatever. Yeah, you know, me too. And like the one thing I will say is great is I have three boys. So nothing, it's there. It's complete amateur hour. Like nothing they can dream up. I haven't seen or tried to do, and I'm like, mm -mm. you know, it's like you know, it's the one three thing. So, oh wow, you get so y'all the opposite. So yeah. you're the, you know, you have your your three boys. Your wife's strong. He's 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 got four girls, including his wife, to deal with. Um, wow. You know, half the time I'm a girl, so I'm kind of a <laughs> non-binary functioning uh, being. I have you, girl. you identify as so, yeah. No, yeah. I identify as a man someday. Some days it's a cat. <laughs> yeah, you know. Some days a dog. Whatever. No. Uh, occasionally a man. It's uh it's it's fun. I I'm gonna be honest, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I well I, I wanted a daughter more than anything because you've got the benefit of your my my son's their whole world is her, right? You know, and like, and I'm the guy who's like kind of the, a little bit of a hard ass around the house. I'm not around the store, but at home I can be a little bit of a hard ass. Like I, I walk around and like this bathroom, you know, like you, like I should have the swagger stick, you know, <laughs> like what's going on with this tub? You're going to clean you this? Back on and your knife, you're like, hey, my, uh, <laughs> yeah. You better clean up your room. Yeah, he says, seriously, you know, my dad used to make us make our bed and bounce a quarter. Yep. You know, oh, but he was joking. He was such an easygoing guy. That was the only thing he ever did, you know? <laughs> so, I'm yeah, a mama's so, boy. There's no doubt. Uh, I'm a I don't do a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm close with my mom, so. Um, both his moms. And both, by the way, they're both very attractive. Oh, I, he's talking about <laughs> my, I don't know. Don't have two moms together. I have a stepmom <laughs> and a mom. But <laughs> they both made it they sick. both make wonderful dinners for everybody. They do. They do. They come up for Christmas together and help. So um, and I'll give they, I'll give Dustin credit. He's got great, really wonderful girls. He does a good job with them. Yeah, yeah I, they, I'll never know, say another nice thing about them again. <laughs> they're, they're, and Jeff knows them pretty well. Uh, they're they're getting to that age though, where boys are starting to sniff around and. Yeah, that's well. You know, the one good thing you have in your favor is your profession. <laughs> it's a, it's a think. little. Yeah, well, you know, you can. You never I, know I, what's going on in that fanny pack, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I'm wearing one tomorrow to the soccer game. Yeah, I love it. I have a lime green one. 
that I wear. Dude, totally. Like, like you do it on purpose to annoy your daughters, don't you? Well, I mean, that's maybe part of it. But no, they are very versatile, and I can carry a lot of stuff with me that I need to carry. You just made me uh, – I it's a – it's, it's got to happen because we sell a little one that's not like this monstrous one I, ha- I just showed you, and we sell those. I- I'm going to start using it because it really is. It's I'm telling you, it's, it is so. My like, pants are wear, always falling off because I load like a phone. Exactly. A well, here's the deal that you don't know about uh, Dustin Ryan. The guy could put four cologne bottles in his fanny pack. He's a cologne fanatic. He goes to dollar stores and buys cologne. He buys cologne on trips. He buys cologne everywhere. He can fit 12 colognes in there and have enough space for bug bites and band-aids and all that shit. Just saying. Uh, Listen, I don't ever smell bad. Okay? I don't ever smell bad. All right, you're yeah, welcome. I'm a one cologne guy. Guy, what do you, what do you wear? Guy, I, I still wear polo green. Ah, polo well, green that's the old polo. classic. That's the classic. It's you know, it's been a that's, car. Uh, so I went okay. to. <laughs> so I went. I have one of those too. Uh, so I went to buy some new cologne, but I was going to buy polo green, right? So I go up to the cologne counter and I'm like, "Hey, I want polo green." And the guy's like, oh, I like that. And I go, oh, cool. And he goes, in eighth grade. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you Did you really bitch. say that? <laughs> and I was like, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Hey, if it was good in eighth grade, it's good right yeah, now. Guess what? I did not leave with the polo green. I left with uh, fucking Tommy Bahama. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, man. Oh, you got I, shamed you know into a different scent. Oh, I did. Oh. I did. And and he, I mean, he put it on me. Like, I physically felt ill whenever he said <laughs> eighth grade tag. I was like. Did, you know, it's funny. As I got a bottle of polo green with a matching dob kit and an yeah. overnight bag for Christmas. My mom was, she's so funny. She was like. She still gives my wife, she gets like a free Estee Lauder makeup kit. And she oh, that's, that's part cool. of my wife's Christmas present. Yep. And like it, my mom would she is like the the the, the queen of deals. <laughs> like, so like you get stuff like she got for free for Christmas. It's so awesome. my mom, <laughs> she goes through her house. She's a, a super, super clean freak, right? Oh, my mom is too. My God. So she goes through probably every she probably goes through every like six or eight months and she'll pick out something that she wants to throw away. But my mom is like me. If you go to like the grocery store with her, if it's new or improved, it's going in the cart and coming home with us. (laughs) Uh, So she buys all this shit like baking. She used to own a restaurant. So she buys all this baking stuff and just like shit for the kitchen. And, uh, and when she gets tired of it, she boxes it all up. And sends it to my house and says, well, your daughters can use it. And I told, her, yeah, I told her like a year ago, I go, and I told her just like this. And I don't even feel bad. I said, stop sending that shit to my house. <laughs> and she goes, what are you talking about? And I go, you just send boxes. She was, of- you're sending the almost expired baking goods to you. Oh, yes. No, 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 not baking goods. Like cookie cutters and, uh, oh. fucking, uh, fucking ice cream scoops and just all this shit. And I said, stop fucking sending that here. I don't want it. Yeah. And she was like, but your daughters want it. I don't care what they want. 
Do they want it though? I I, I want. He I'm already has. Hey, he supplies for the. He, he's a very uh, giving father, and uh, um, him and his wife have a good balance. They're actually great people. We we had a terrific time on the trip, but Dustin. Uh, well, you know, I haven't seen him interact. You know what? You have to invite me to your your daughter's soccer game so I can see how you coach him up. Oh, I don't, because I don't know anything about soccer. That's what I, I played soccer for a long time. I, now, I did. That was I the first did, sport I ever played, yeah. Well, yeah. so my middle daughter, whenever her coach had to go somewhere, I, like, stepped in, like, for a game or two. But I was pretty much just, like, 22, go over there. And, and three, go over here. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't. I mean, we won. Don't get me wrong. We won, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. I mean, it's yeah, we won, but it's I brought no big deal. I mean, we we did win every game I coached, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, you just got to use the, uh, you know, you got to put your forwards in a position to score, your fullbacks in a position to play defense, but be aggressive with the passing. Your goalie has to be a beast. Yeah, this is what you got to do. I was, uh, I was, I was a right winger. And uh, a right midfielder and a right wing back and a right back, so everything was on the right. Yeah, <laughs> they never put me in. Much, you played pretty much every position then. I, I mean, ran a great deal. Uh, I mean, that was so. Could I, you could you use both legs pretty well? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I was better. I, I I was better with my legs than my my left arm is just there to balance me. You know, I could never do when I played baseball. I was I was a good baseball player. But I was so right-handed. I mean, like you couldn't switch. Now the lead guitarist and lead singer, he was an amazing baseball player, and he could totally switch it. He could, he could, he would throw. Ambidextrous, right? Yeah, he was totally ambidextrous, and he's left. No, but that's he writes, a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's crazy. Uh, it's crazy to watch him, and uh, he's he's. Uh, but he had a bad coach, and it ruined it for him. And like they tried to change his swing. He was a dub. He was like me. I was never a home run hitter. I was a line drive at the second baseman's head or this, you know, right in between the second base and the shortstop and or at the pitcher. And I get a double or well, I'd you know, always say, wheelhouse. That, that's that's yeah. a sign of a good hitter. Your timing's down. Yeah. I had a, you know what's funny is I, I was probably. Better at baseball growing up than I was for football for a while. And I was a big kid, I but um, I broke my wrist as a soft after we won the state chip to a sophomore in high school. My hand. I, I was a quarterback in and I missed baseball season. <laughs> but I still cast a fishing pole and do things left-handed since I broke my right wrist. That's and crazy. I can't as do a sophomore. You can imagine what I started having to change over. I was glad you went there. I was about to go in the next, Chris. You never go back. I think that's called a free solo. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, reverse cowboy hand. I don't my whole, oh, my whole my baseball God. career end up. Oh What's the stranger? The stranger. Yeah, please stop. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, what, uh, what is going on? I oh, just went there. Oh, look, the, the, the internet's going down. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, the, the family show is uh, is over. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was actually talking about um, oh, using both hands yeah. to catch the ball. <laughs> 
I, I tell you, my baseball, I was I, I was so mad. It's like the last time I was going out to the baseball team, and this is the last I, 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 uh, I was throwing, you know, they were warming up before the tryouts. And I was – this pitcher was sitting there, and he was like this little jerk, you know. And, like, I'm sitting there like, okay, this guy thinks he's hot stuff, probably throwing a 70-mile-an-hour fastball. You know, nothing big, but he threw – Everything. I mean, we're just supposed to be warming up, playing pitch and catch, you know, before the tryouts. And uh, he threw a fastball at me. And I'm wearing a fielding mitt because I was like a right – I was I was an outfielder. I was a right and center fielder. And he threw it at me, and I went like this, and I palmed, and I palmed, palmed the ball. And my hand was jet black. And then, and then we're like sitting there, oh, and, and I'm like – I still don't know if I broke anything, but like I was no air. That never like, gets better. And then I had to go. The of year. Then it was batting tryouts, and you're sitting there with aluminum bats with this. Oh, you this hand that is like literally like looks like it died, <laughs> you know. And like you're sitting there yeah. hitting with aluminum bats. No, I, I, it's all <laughs> I, did, I did do shit. And I, uh, I had more hopes of having a baseball scholarship through my. Junior year than 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 football and um and I kind of played all around but long story short um I threw the ball hard I, I was also a That's, pitcher I threw the ball in hard but I wasn't like accurate enough to be a pitcher I threw the ball hard um I started on varsity as freshman you know and me and me and Dustin had some minor league guys on and I'm not tooting my horn here but I threw a no hitter my, wow. my junior year coming out of the outfield. Which was a five inning, fourteen nothing route, and I had five walks and two strikeouts. Wow! <laughs> yeah, no but anyway, <laughs> um, not, not not exactly a statistical. I know where this me, is going, but no. um, okay. I threw so hard. But the catcher, the catcher threw so he was this ripped up guy. He threw so hard back it fucking broke my ass, yeah. and and I had to tell him I was like, hey, bro. Um, you're throwing it harder than me back to the mound. Like you got to yeah. chill the hell out. supposed to do it kind um, of like if they're just throwing it back to the mound. It's just supposed to be a, kind of like a little bit more than a toss. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like scared to catch the ball when he's throwing it at me. And I'm yeah, my, to my dad, it, so. my dad was such no, a good but, baseball player. He was like the ringer around the farms. Like they would put him on other teams. They would lie and say he went to that school, and like in. And he was yeah, a shortstop, so that's a skill you know. And, uh, and uh, I was not. Yeah. I played first base one time. It was also the first time I got not cold because I was doing a double play, <laughs> and I was waiting for the second baseman, or it was a shortstop, to throw it back to me. I stood in the baseline, and this guy, Danny, trucked me, and he was like 220 pounds out cold. I woke up and like they're like, don't let him go to sleep. Don't let him go to sleep. So my mom sat me at the kitchen table, said, Don't go to sleep. I'll be back in three hours. She came back and I was on the table like in a puddle of drool. You know? <laughs> I was totally not cold, man. It was it was like uh, I, I could have died. <laughs> but getting back to the industrious thing too. Like I could <laughs> I could still throw it pretty decent left-handed. I learned you like stuff left-handed, you know, as you know. But um uh, I can still go out there and shoot a basketball left-handed a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, at I, I you know what I'm looking forward to? 
dual axes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, you come here. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring Dell's targets. Dell's targets. Let's and go. And he Dale. is throwing Teach hatchets, me. and they're crazy. I mean, they're they're. Teach me. Hot. I want to snuff a cigarette. We have a bar in town that's called Throwing uh, Axes, and it's like you go there and you drink and you throw ax axes. At that's time. phenomenal. Yeah, I have a. There's a gift certificate. My employees gave it to me. It's on my fridge. I have not gone there, but uh, man, you gotta I, take your shit in there and go do it, dude. I'm so bad. My wife will tell you it's like if I don't like going on vacation. I I get stressed out about leaving. I'm like, no, they're gonna need me. And like I, I, I like it. She goes, "You're going on vacation." I always find to try, try to find a way to weasel out of going out of town. Do you check your getting, emails and call back to the office when you? I know, but they always call me like right when you know it's like something bad, like the power goes out, and they're like, "We got to shut the store down." I'm like, no, you're gonna handwrite tickets, you know? And yeah, like it uh, never end. Yeah. <laughs> never close the stock market. Oh yeah, it stresses me out leaving. I like like I'm not that replaceable. I'm not really you know, that good. DJ's a stressful <laughs> guy. I mean, we're both stressors. We both share that unfortunate yeah deal. But DJ's a stresser. He's a planner too, though. This yeah, guy's a wizard. I'm a planner. I'm I'm not an. Ex she's the ex. I'm a planner. She has smiled at me as she walked outside. <laughs> I, I like actually. I don't do shit. My wife plans it, executes it, and I just say, yes, let's go do that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretty much she she drives the boat on vacations. Like she'll be like, I mean, I drive the boat. I have a boat, but like she uh she tells me what we're gonna do. And I'm like, uh really my idea of vacation is doing nothing. So I don't like a lot of structure. I uh, love that. Uh, I, I would we're literally start calling Ryan stories bourbon brags. No structure. Because he goes, you know what? She drives the boat. Well, no, I drive the boat. You know, I uh, have a she boat. She refuses right? to yeah. drive the boat. <laughs> no, I but seriously, like when we go on vacation with my wife or whatever we've gone, there's so much planned activity. Oh, yeah. That's her. That's her. I feel fucking worn out. Yeah. I'm like, no. I want to sit around and do nothing and decide what I want to do that day. But in the end, I'm I'm like kind of dreading it. I'm like, God damn it, we're gonna to have to do all this stuff. But in the end, I'm like, oh, I'm glad we did that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am dude. Yeah, I'm but not. at the same time, my favorite vacation ever was uh I literally sat in a pool and drank rum punches. And I was like, I don't even yeah. like rum punches, but you know, I was like, this is nice. I just had water too. It wasn't like it was getting just Trunk, you know, where were you at? At Barbados, Barbados. I heard that's amazing. It's amazing. It's like one of those countries you're not sure how anything gets done. Uh, it's very British, you know, but they, it's it, it's uh, it's cool. It's it's an it's it's a unique place. It's uh, uh, it, it's worth going to. It's 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 different. And one side of the island is like it looks like uh. The waves are 800 feet tall and they're crashing into mountainside. And the other side is like the Caribbean, like you can see to the bottom. It's crazy. It's like the Atlantic side is like rough. And then, you know, the, the water is rough. But the other side is like what you think of as a Caribbean island. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Um, the people are awesome. I like I like the, the Barbados people. And there's like it's kind of interesting. They, they speak. They sound like Jamaicans. 
Yeah, but it's harder to understand. Uh, yeah, they it's call like it, they call it Bajan, and uh, uh, and then the other side, there's there's people they call them red legs, and they're basically Scottish and Irish people. Uh, the wow. so there's mostly uh, red legs. Yeah, that's what they call them, and they they literally will like they sound like they're Scottish or Irish, and until they talk to the the Bajan people, which are black people and like, and then they code switch and they start talking Bajan and they, they're all, they all get along great. You know, it's like, it's, it's an interesting place. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a cool place. You should visit if you ever get you. I've never gone except for my parents. My dad's 60th birthday was there. And uh, my mom is a big planner, you know, so she planned this a lot. So it was, it was cool. Well, here's what's going to, I mean, you know, we've been on for a while, but we're definitely planning whenever the new normal, the new whatever uh, we can touch, uh, be around each other within six feet. Well, we can't do that now. We need to come to Louisville, Kentucky and see your place, have a good time. I'll get to see Steve-O and uh, Dustin will have to, to plan that trip. Um, and put it on the schedule. Hey, I'll tell you what, that will be awesome. And uh, I, I, I love it. And uh, if not, I will probably see you in Texas. Because I, Come on, man. I, I mean, I got family. And my Uncle John is God bless. I love that guy. And my, my cousin Dave's down there. I'll make my way to Dallas. I know it's not really that close. No, we can always make our way yeah. to you, man. We can always. You don't want to go to Houston. Fuck Houston. My wife's got family in Galveston and yeah, actually, me and Galveston. Around, she Galveston. actually has family all around Houston and, and her close friends around there. So my 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 cousin's got like three boats in Galveston and he's like uh, he's got a sailboat and he's got fishing boats. There fishing you go. boats would be cool. Yeah, he's he's hilarious too. Cousin Dave. The fly ride on that fishing boat. No, no. He's he's more of a spinner guy and, you know, bait caster. So it'll be, uh, but I mean, we can try. I mean, there's there's a lot of fish around there. There's some monster fish around Galveston. Yeah, there's there's some uh, perch. Perch? Some redfish is what I go for. <laughs> redfish red is, is good eating, actually. And redfish are like. It's like fight. You talk when you catch one of those. It's like fighting a grunt. Have you game. done peacock bass in Brazil? No, I'm, I'm not, man. I've not gotten out of the country and fished ever. I'm I'm dying to go to like Belize or something like that and go after. Uh, but you know that would require me leaving the store. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. I, I, I can. See it I mean, you're 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 the. Owner operator, the the face of the franchise. It, it's hard to step away. I, I need to realize it's like I realize my limitations. I need to realize how much everything actually goes just fine without me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like over over uh, over uh, done self of, uh, sense of self importance. Sometimes I'm like, oh no, they're gonna need me. They really. Don't I work for time. a similar company. We, we've been in business since 1964. <laughs> we, uh, I'm a water meter uh, AMI specialist, which is advanced metering infrastructure. So we do building integration software for utilities like City of Fort Worth, City of Louisville Water. So we do the metering, we do um, billing integration, we do the software to um, integrate both of those. 
plus the endpoints that communicate within the cellular infrastructure. So um, we, we're like a small mom and Paul, but we function as a very large company and we're, we have one store and our um, relationships business wise with the manufacturer make that go round and round. But we're a lot like you, you know, people come to us because we're experts. We've been doing it for so long. Right. Hands on. I, I've thrown, I've hauled 20 trailers in my four years to deliver products to get a project done. Oh yeah. That, so sounds- that's just, that's just what you do. And they appreciate that. And at the same time, it's like, Oh, you're a mom, Paul, you're in a big company, but you know what? I'm not sure we want to be, we control, what we can control. We, uh, um, and we've also had to deal with manufacturing this year where we couldn't get components from Germany that went in our meters. So oh, the COVID uh, thing. Yeah. My, my friend Ian is one of my great friends here and he, he does the same thing. Very similar situation, a little different, but for nuclear power plants, and it's mm-hmm. a little company here in town, but they do a lot of it. And they had a similar thing. They couldn't get the components, you know, right. To, so which is scary, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a meltdown. We can't get the products to, uh, you know, right. to keep uh, like three mile island from, you know, whatever, you know, where uh, it's going to be Chernobyl or something. But he uh, he's he's a great dude. He's one of my Land Cruiser buddies. Really? He, uh, yeah. And like, so he is a hell of a mechanic. But like, I, I love old trucks. So I have like an. I had a bunch of them. I had a bunch of FJs. And actually, Texas is the home of where you want to get your Land Cruisers from because there's no yeah. rust on them. Clear coats are baked off, but, you know, you get a clean machine, uh, you know, no rust because Land Cruisers are just rust magnets. And hmm. uh, and uh, so I keep meaning to go down there because there's a million of them down there. And uh, – but I have an FJ40, and I got a um, that's in really good condition. Well, come really, down here and pick me and Dustin out one, and let's yeah, have them for a while. There's a million down there, man. There, there, and, and, and you don't want to get one from Houston because Harvey. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was a whole, there. there was like fields of cars that were just underwater. You know. <laughs> well, on that note, gentlemen, we are at three hours on the show, so we are going to. Finish everything up tonight. Ryan, you know you're welcome on the show anytime you want. Oh, Guys, I love it, man. Check them out. Quest Outdoors, questoutdoors.com. Everything that Ryan showed you tonight, you can find on there. Uh, you can actually go to Kentucky, to their store. But like he said, anything you buy on the internet, his people will talk to you about it. If you want to call the store and ask him, you don't know how to use it, you're, you're not sure what you need to do or what you should buy, his people will take care of it. And these aren't just people that work there like at Home Depot and Lowe's. These are people that actually do the things that they sell. They fly fish, they rock climb, they spend in the outdoors. They know what they're talking about. That's why we wanted this strong partnership with Quest Outdoors. They are absolutely fantastic. They will take care of all your problems for the outdoors or anything you need. On that note, Ryan, anything that you want to promote before we go? Uh, I just want to, I just want to thank y'all for having me on. This was, this was great. It was, uh, oh, it's like, absolutely. It, this is like, uh, I feel like this is like the COVID. This is how you hang out now. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
it, it's been good for us. So, so it was awesome, man. I, I think the so scenery. I, I think my backdrop is better than there was on our practice. It run. looks great. I, I you didn't it see my boxers great. hanging out of drawers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you just moved in four years ago, so yeah, that's right. It's still boxes. <laughs> Jeff, anything you want to promote? Um, you know what? I like to promote Quest. Uh, I want to appreciate our our friend Steve Bates. Yes, um, Steve. I'm glad we got back in touch with us. He's been uh, implemental or uh, instrumental for for Quest, and he's he's a um, a good friend, and I appreciate him uh, hooking us up with you. And his ideas with that. And uh, I want to promote Dads That Drink because I really do think, um, Dustin, that we're on to some great things. We have good qualified guests like Ryan. Ryan has been extremely entertaining. <laughs> very, I mean, seriously. It's all good for him. Um, it's all in good fun, but <laughs> the guy knows his stuff. He's passionate. He is hands-on. Um, he cares about his his Quest family, his product, and he cares about his Quest people, the people that buy from him, and he wants to make it the best it can be. He can't even take a damn vacation, for goodness sakes. So um, that's what I want to promote, and I want to promote um, positivity in this world. We all come together. Um, we love each other. We lift each other up. Amen. And uh, we move on down the road and make it all better. Yeah, and I, and I second what you said about Steve. Steve is a great friend. He's great. He was here last night. Matter of fact, we er, he said y'all ate some rendezvous ribs. Yeah, yeah, we did. We had some ribs and met his wife. His wife was an angel. We were, we're was lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was great. And I didn't realize typical Louisville is a city of one point two million people, but I knew her father. I knew her really. She, the guy who sold us the house I'm sitting in dated her sister, and he's I've known him since I was fourteen and. Her uh, cousin is married to one of my old employees, and wow. uh, it's one of my favorite people on earth. So it's a, it's it was crazy sitting there talking to them. It was it was amazing. So yeah, he's great, most, uh, humble guys. In oh, super humble. And he he takes care of his family. He, he's, he's a great the, father. I'll tell you that he's a great father. Yeah. He, he has a very unique role, but the guy has some business savvy. He might own one million domains, the websites that Dude. might make him rich one day. <laughs> he he saved our bacon last year one time, and I'm not afraid to say it because we had someone kind of slip up at the wheel on Cyber Monday, and we're like, "Why isn't this going better?" And like, uh, and 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 Steve punches in off the top rope, he tags in, and all of a sudden it saved the day from being a complete disaster. God bless him. He's great, man. Dustin, what you got, brother? So that's it for the show tonight. Check us out on Facebook at Dads That Drink. Check us out on Instagram at double.speak.studios. Check us out on Twitter at DoublespeakDJ. We have a lot of big shows coming up. We locked in about four more guests today, so we're about a month out. Daryl Davis, I found out uh, last night, or excuse me, this morning, that he will be coming back on the show this time, not to talk about stuff, but to actually play music and tell stories about the people that oh, he used to travel nice. with on the road. So wow. we have big things headed for us. We've got a couple books that are being released, and we got a new movie tonight. And the director and the producer are going to be on the show. That came from a look for us. So we have big things in the future. So, guys, thanks for joining us. We know on Friday night it's late. It's 930. It goes till this. 
Make sure you check out our sponsor, Quest Outdoors and QuestOutdoors.com for all your outdoor gear. Anything that you need, you can call them. They'll walk you through it. So that's Ryan. That's Jeffro. I'm DJ. This is the Dads That Drink, and we'll catch you on the next one. We'll see you guys. <laughs>